episode 218 of the F-Reality podcast. Uh, Shark-filled waters in these parts, and just three of us here today, your three VR musketeers. Keep this ship sailing through the choppy seas of Sony and Meta's start to the year so far. And let's not forget HTC 2. <laughs> Throw them a lifesaver. Uh, they're going to be coming back to life soon. Uh, here are today's F-Reality headlines. Steam Next Fest helps us hold the door while us hungry White Walkers slump towards February 22nd. The jig is up, and sadly, it, it's Bradley posts jobs for more meta leakers after a forced resignation. <laughs> Martha Stewart's, now 81, is spending her post-jail years in Horizon Worlds. Where better? PSVR 2's got a feeding frenzy as anticipation builds. Sony drum rolls ahead of its headset release later this month. And WTF Meta, are you trying to hurry, Kari? You feeling all right there, bud? Last drink, eh? After that, well, finally, to clip this movie reel together, we've got Jose on releases to wind in the catches of the week. And I gotta say, I've had enough of you, chat. I have. Every week, same format, black and white text, no calligraphy, some of you cheating with chat GPT, I think, out there, maybe? Hmm? Well, it's getting old. <laughs> so unless you've really got something special to share or calligraphy, then uh, just keep your message to yourself, yeah? <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to the roll call. Um, you might be asking, where in the world is Adam San Diego? Well, um, she's deserted us to a desert island, probably having dessert right now. Uh, martinis, pool noodles, and long walks on the beach. I knew bringing a proper lady on the show was a mistake. They're all about those vacations and... <laughs> Hugging sea turtles. Nah, just kidding. Uh, Adam, hope you're having a fun time. Uh, but no surfing those floods out there, okay? That's a little too dangerous for one of our, our members. Um, on to the next lad. Ever seen The Fugitive? You know, you know how that guy's always on the run? Well, so far this year, this guy's been about bolted down as Jodie Foster in contact. Can't keep this lad down at all. And just like Jodie, he's got tech up the wazoo too. It's Jose, our VR tech. How you doing, Jose? Yo, yo, yo! What's up, you guys? Not much. Stuck in California, but I'm, I'm, I'm very excited, very happy. Um, wish the internet was better, though. Um, I heard everybody in California had amazing internet, and it was all great over here. It's trash. The internet here is trash. But um, I'm trying to make do. But um, playing a lot of video games, getting ready for uh, PSVR two. So I'm kind of like clearing up my backlog. Um, yeah, a lot of video games, man. Before it becomes VR. Yeah, the, the, the thing that he flashed us just before the podcast started is a crazy yeah. looking device. Um, I, I, I've seen a few kind of Alibaba type jobs out there where you can, you know, put a, like Mike uses one where you've got a screen, you know, PSVR is horizontal, or sorry, the play, PS5 is horizontal, and you got a little like a baby screen like you'd have if you had one of those old 1990s, um, dvd and the PS4. car jobs you yeah. know those like oh yeah the ps1 re-release didn't it with a like a tiny mm -hmm. little pop-up um oh that but was this, my baby this thing seems really cool can you describe to the audience what is this thing that you bought because it looks pretty yeah. awesome so it's a it's a it's a mobile hard shell with a screen built in for the ps5 uh by poga the there are lower end models of this it's just I, I do I do travel with, you know, a team that really cares about fashion and, and they didn't want me carrying this giant pelican case. So I got a little it's sleeker. It comes with a 240 hertz screen designed for the PS5. 240 hertz screen. 
Yeah, Jeez. it's absolute overkill. It's absolute overkill. It's not worth the price by any means necessary, but it does look nice, right? Has a detachable like roller holder. Um, I'll, I'll share some videos on Twitter. I don't know if Rowdy has a video that he can share on the, on the podcast with. I posted, <laughs> I think, on, on, on Discord, I, yeah. I think, where, where we're playing uh, Spider-Man. But yeah, man, it's a it's a it's a mobile carrying case, and it's so awesome that I'm able now to, no matter where I'm at, I'll be able to just pop open the PS5, put in the PSVR2, and just VR anywhere I'm at. The thing is, Jose, the, see, this is the, this is the problem that Jose has introduced to the podcast is, until Jose came, I felt like a super nerd. I felt like a geeky guy, <laughs> and then I realized, oh shit. I'm not doing it right. <laughs> Jose does it right every time. It's crazy. Like the things you brought with you, you shipped headsets, you bring this kind of giant case, like the, the amount of tech you carry with you. It's like a, it's like a trip to Mecca or something. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> honestly, you inspire me to be a better nerd. Uh, that's, that's what I'll say. So it's, it's something that I've been kind of striving for lately. It's, it's so weird, you know, like leaving so many cool gadgets at home, especially with the, with the launch of PSVR two happening right now. Like, the thought of that being at home when I'm traveling just it, it, it's it's too much for me. It doesn't I don't think that there's proper work life balance if your hobbies are kind of being ripped away from you. So I, I that's kind of like how I focus so much on my work. Right. A lot of people always ask me, like, why are you working all the time? It's like because I have all my entertainment with me. Right. Yeah. I have I have all my tech. I have all like there's nothing at home anymore. Like I miss nothing but my TV. That's that's about it. <laughs> work, work hard, play hard, right, man? Work, work hard, hard, play, play hard. hard like, bro. Yeah. Nice, awesome. Well, that's Jose. So uh, next up, uh, over to the Wiz. So the Wiz, our Wiz, sits behind his curtain, pulling levers and gears, making sure this show doesn't just explode or implode. And uh, inevitably, when it does, he's got more tricks up his sleeve. It's our sci-fi science plant geek rowdy hey rowdy how's it hanging i should say how's it growing how's it growing how's it growing i mean it's it's all right you know it's winter in canada so uh there isn't too much that can be grown right now but uh, you know i got i got my my setup with plants like in the back a little bit uh i'm trying to make do with some some bulbs here and there so uh you know we we, we get where we're going we get where we're going oh, very good and what's what's been your flavor of the last two weeks what you been up to like I mean, I've been mostly working, but like I've been—I uh, was telling Jose before as well. Like I've been playing around with some of like you know like stable diffusion networks and generative adversarial uh, um, models as well that are basically like like things like for example Dali, where you have textual input and then that textual input gets like basically translated into an image. Uh, so I've been I've been working with some of these models myself just to like you know play around a little bit, uh, trying to learn a little bit more about how they work and uh, how they get constructed. It's very interesting. You know, it's a, a lot of interesting stuff and a lot of crazy stuff gets done with this kind of stuff. I saw, for example, there was a person on Reddit who uh, who, who played um, or who, who remodeled uh, Heavy Rain. Do you remember Heavy Rain? Oh, I like loved a, Heavy Rain. Loved yeah, but, but they used like something like Dali to make the characters there look ultra realistic. So oh, really? the movies and the cutscenes, they they looked like. I mean, there were still like some problems with the animation because, of course, I think the way that they do is is that they use each frame uh, of the video. Yeah, so each frame of the video then gets like input in such a model, and then you get a realistic output, uh, which is of course it's a lot of work. Uh, but sometimes the animation can get a little bit choppy in between uh, different frames. Um, but it looks amazing, and I think there's a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, we're on the brink of uh, a lot of these things to be happening and to become 
I think that the change here is like the same with like ChatGPT is that it, it's become like more commercially available or like that a regular consumer can do this now in his own workstation. And you have Amazing. like web UIs and APIs and you have, you know, like, like ChatGPT itself. It's like, uh, you know, it's so available to everyone. It's just, you know, you log into a browser and you start playing around with it. You don't need to know any coding. You don't need to load up any models or do any pre-training, which I love, of course. You know, that's, a, that's the kind of stuff that I do. Um, but it's kind of crazy to see that happening, that like people who have no clue about how these things work can actually work with these kind of things. And you make it explode. Can you be like, <clears throat> give me a McDonald's cheeseburger in the style of Burger King? Oh, yes. You know, we need to have that kind of stuff for 3D printers, right? You know? <laughs> oh, oh, I never even thought about AI and then 3D printing. God, wait until you can just like have it construct you a 3D model to print. Oh, my. Okay. Actually, funny enough. The funny that you're saying that Palmer Lucky was just talking about that, like maybe wow. a few days ago, about how his investments into AI are now proving how 3D plus 3D printing plus AI is going to disrupt like pretty much all commerce. And he was just raising alarms about that recently, a few days ago. That's that's great. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like it's funny because like there's 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 certain things that have to like building blocks like they tech comes out. But even just the idea of the tech, right? Like it, I feel like before. The last two years, I didn't even think about this 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 exchange point. And I know lots of people have seen it coming, but it wasn't very real to me yet. But now it's, as you say, Rowdy, it's right on the precipice of it. And I feel like it's an art. Yeah. It's a skill that makes sense to learn right now, like how to create your prompts, how to get what you want out mm -hmm. of the system as it's evolving you yourself can evolve with it mm -hmm. you know so but there, there's so, so much exciting. so much stuff like for example like just in fashion and art and like and in like you know all these kind of things like for example rec room you know creating these kind of like little things to sell on a platform sure. there, there are people who are going to figure out how to do this kind of stuff you know automatically you know like uh, they, yeah. they're going to create a billion of these kind of items and a trillion variations, you know, like there's going to be insane kind of changes, I think. And I don't know how we're going to manage all of that, but it's very cool to see it happening for sure. Oh, so great. I just found your video as well. So I'll, I'll play it as well uh, real quick. All right. Jose can do that while well, we um, maybe ask and, and dive into chat and in, in parallel, see if anyone's got some secret sauce in there that we need to see. But if you, yeah, if you, if you take a look at what uh, Jose has purchased, man, that screen looks nice. It like, it really looks nice. It's mad. And, looks and amazing. the fact yeah, like the fact that you can seat the PS5 in there, it's protected. It's got yeah. mount spaces for the controllers. That is some luxury, man. That's like that's yeah, like your personal limousine. Fans. Oh, dude, it's so nice, and it and it's a head turner, right? Because it's like sleek white. It does almost look like the the same finish as the PS5. So when you're like rolling it around, people like ask like, you know, what, what brand bag is that? And I was like, oh, it's actually a monitor. And they're like, wait, what? So it just starts the conversation. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Can just yeah. imagine it's a shame it only costs products. like $150,000, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. It's absolutely, don't, don't buy this. Like, for, like, please do not buy this. <laughs> you know, I, actually, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you this. The, the, the case comes with a, with a little like lanyard bag that oh. says uh, baller by day, gamer by night. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like 20 uh, years yeah. ago, that tagline would not have flown, you know? Exactly, exactly. Gaming um, didn't but... used to be a thing for, yes. you know, normal people. Normies didn't yeah. do it. Oh, dude. And, it, and it's like the, oh. the gamer is like bedazzled. 
and, and uh, the ballers like tripedals and then the gamers like oh, and I'll, I'll take a picture of it it's, i feel it's, like I mean, I'm not huge into the rap scene so much, but I feel like these days, like you can't be a headline rapper without backing one of the consoles. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like oh, you yeah. got to oh, be yeah. a gamer as well. Otherwise, you're not cool oh, yeah. with the kids. So it's it's, it's insane. Actually, they were using the, the actual branding it was like by, endorsed by Little Yachty and all like it had a bunch of like, <laughs> like trending rappers. It was awesome. I was I like, love oh, it. I like Little uh, Yachty. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, that's like it's so good that that's that's all mainstream. You know, I mean, that's a far mm -hmm. future now for VR, I feel like. But maybe it'll come quicker. Who knows? Um, so that's that's these guys. All right. Let's look at chat. Chat says, um, oh, PD was reminding of his his album. He had he had created an album. I forget the name of it. I think it was called AI or something like that, uh, which he had generated, um, which was which was really good. It was really good. But it was a generated audio album. Um and then what else? I saw something in there about, <clears throat> let's see, uh, Mike Kelly said, aside from Hogwarts Legacy, which you guys are going to have to teach me a little bit about Harry Potter, because I, I know nothing. I literally know. I know I spent let's all go. that time in the UK. I know almost zero, um, but I know something big just came out. So you have to tell me in a second. But he said, aside from that, I've been making custom races, grids of certain cars or eras to prepare for GT7 for PSVR 2. Oh, Lord. That's something. And then someone else has said, uh, Secrets of said, loving mid-journey. It's giving me great ideas to sculpt into mechanical masks. Mechanical masks. Sounds awesome to me. Um, really good. See if there's anything else in here. Um, playing Echo Arena before Meta kills it in August. Yep, right. we'll get to that, Goofy. Um, if, if you're a rapper and not in Fortnite, you haven't made it. Yep. That sounds about right, Mad Hatter. Yeah, those big, like, world-changing events that they do is... Is is is, is kind of nuts. And then metal metal singer with the VR mod. I didn't know there was a VR mod for that yet. That sounds like a great combination. Um, so we'll have to get into some of that stuff. Well, thank you, chat, for tuning in today. Um, very good. You guys got to see Jose's new gadget. So let's uh, let's go ahead and move to my highlight. I'm gonna have to call someone out. I don't know who is to blame. I haven't dove into last podcast chat. Um, this isn't my highlight, but I need to like put a target on someone's back because someone said that they were enjoying hyperbolica last time someone in chat said that i went to try hyperbolica i don't think i've ever pardon my french here parents cover your, your children's ears i don't think i've ever gotten as fucked up in vr as i did with with hyperbolica i'm not joking like i i i've felt sims like sim sickness vr sickness whatever you want to call it for the last like nine years i've been in minecraft at 14 fps for an hour i know what it that feels like this messed with my dna okay <laughs> This game does like if you can imagine an exponential curve, it does that to your 3D geometry as you're walking around a world. So you're like, oh, look, there's a beach on the horizon. And in five steps, you're there on the beach, surrounded by the beach. Like, hang on a second. I was just in a forest. Everything bends and it I don't know what it did, but it fecked me up for like, I don't know, 16 hours or something like it screwed me up properly. I lasted about five, six minutes in the game. We did this live on stream. I did it last because I thought maybe it would turn my tummy, but it didn't do that. It changed my DNA. Something broke with me. Something fucking messed me up. And you can you can play this on on, on Quest if uh, if someone really wants to. But I, I will I will give huge warning signs to Hyperbolica, even on a flat screen watching videos of this. Now, my body is like, that's venom. You do not want that anymore. <laughs> there was did like, you like a, it. <laughs> yes, and no, it's like. <laughs> It's a really interesting concept. You move, you traverse about a world almost like if you were on acid in <laughs> Animal Crossing, 
that's what it's like. You're endorsing this game yeah, really like, well. This is, yeah, like, I'm, I, I, I think, trying to contain I'm, my smile. I'm, I'm kind of like wondering really now, like, and I see people in the chat like as well, like they're very interested now. Acid Animal Crossing sounds like the most amazing situation ever. <laughs> but no, it screwed me up. Like my body didn't feel right for hours after playing that game. So Hyperbolica and whoever recommended to me that from last time, screw you because it screwed with me. And I'm I'm done. I'm done. Hyperbolica is my, I don't know. It was messed up. I had to give a warning to it. It's, it's a screwball game. Um, but now I can actually give you my highlight. So my highlight I've got a video of this, Rowdy, so that people can envision this. But if you ever wanted to play Worms in VR or are a big Worms fan from back in the day, um, there's a guy who I've talked about before called Xerix who's made this in VR chat. He's made a game that is like a Worms clone, all his original stuff in there, and I'll explain that in a minute. It's called Avi Wars. Uh, the Avi, I believe, stands for Avatar. Um, so you will get to pick like a different avatar. You get to join on teams. Uh, it can have up to 25 players in there, so five teams of five if you want, or any other configuration. But it truly is, a, and you might be saying, hang on, Worms is a flat game. How's that going to work? So the way it works is you all, see, like the, the players stand in an environment looking at a giant monitor, giant flat screen. And when it's your turn, you, like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, get shrunken and you go into that world. And then you look around yourself and you're in, you're in this procedurally generated environment. You pick from your array, array of colorful weapons, including things, fa fan favorites like the ninja rope and dynamite and stuff like that. And the holy, holy grenades. Yeah, all that stuff, all that kind of stuff's in there. He made his own weapons, so it's not like named the same and they're not right. the exact same weapon, but he's got very similar, like, you know, homing cluster grenades and all that kind of stuff. It's immaculate. I was so surprised in 10 months. What this guy has made, it absolutely floored me. It's at the top now of my VR worlds in, v in VR chat straight away because um it's just such an accomplished experience you can have five different there's five different rooms around the main environment kind of like a virtual cinema if you've ever been to one and you walk down this hallway and then you're in a place with its own screen and its own encapsulated audio with your team and you can even like push emojis and stuff there through a dashboard on the wall that then appear in game to the players to kind of taunt them but you're in your own bubble and then there's a production desk as well that loops all the audio and has smooth camera feeds like if onward or something had this at the start it would have killed on the esports scene so like this game needs to become like an esports thing it's just i don't know if i'm doing a good job of explaining it but it's all of the the hype from worms playing in in, in a team way is really easy and if you had like snacks or drinks and some people do drinking games with this within avi wars uh, i feel like that combination would work really well as like a friend get together type of thing and hang out you know so uh, that's Avi Wars, as I said, up to you could play it with just two people if you want to check that out. Right. And do a private instance. But there are public instances of the game. And um, I think it would be fun to just hop in with other people, play away. It's really easy to kind of have a drink by your side. It's turn based. So a 25 person team would be crazy uh, to get 25 people in there. You'd be waiting, you know, 24 turns to go by before it's your turn. But uh, it's classic Worms uh, gameplay. And it was very fun. And I just couldn't believe the only thing that was a kind of a negative was in the first person view. Once you're the worm and you're moving around, there was a little bit of jitter uh, in the camera feed, like when you were moving or aiming your weapon, but it still worked really well. So, yeah, very, very out there project uh, has come completely out of the blue. And I think it was executed like in a way that I, now I would say if you're a VR chat person, if you like that stuff, 
you have to check this out. It's it's definitely a must do. So that's that's Avi Wars. Um, the fact that it's all procedurally generated, shown to you on the screen live while it's generating, like all of this stuff works. And he only did it in 10 months and he made all the music as well. He can he composed all of the music in the game, which is great. It's like you go in, you're like, oh, clearly he just ripped this off from something. No, he's one of these old guys who's got, you know, a bunch of different electronic desks and pipes it all together. So I was just smitten with that. Played that a couple of days after the last podcast uh, and had to give it a shout out here. So that's nice. my highlight. Here you go. That's very cool. Um, let's move into the news then. Uh, so I've kept the quick news, you want to call it, short. And we've got two big topics after that. So first up, uh, Steam Next Fest. Um, this is a week-long celebration. We've had several of these runs before. Um, not just flat games. There are also, there's kind of a VR segment. You do, when you get to the page on Steam, have to kind of scroll all the way right and look for the two tiny characters that say VR, like a little mouse. You click on that, and that, that brings you to the kingdom of virtual reality. Um, so there's a whole bunch of games there. I think there's about 10, 12 or so uh, things that you can you can play. Um, I, I played a bunch of them, and I just wanted to come in and recommend a few that I think will be worth checking out. And if you guys uh, think any of these sound good, then great. Let's uh, let's go for that. So the first one up is Gazzlers. Now, if you like Dick Wild or Shooty Fruity, games which are colorful, high action, even Pistol Whip, I'd say some of its DNA is 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 taken in Gazzlers. And you've got these like, I don't know what they are, orcs, elves, I don't know little creatures that are coming at you trying to pest you. You're on the back of a moving train and you have guns uh, and you're trying to nuke, shoot those things. Well, in a Yuki style, the bullet beads are coming at you. And so you have to move around. It's like, I won't call it proper room scale. You're not walking around, but like in pistol whip, you got to move your body. Otherwise you're dead in a few minutes. Um, the environment feels a, feels a bit like Borderlands, right? Very Borderlands look. Yeah, yeah. very Borderlands look quite cartoony. But the way that the um, weapons all work, the fact that it's kind of roguelike and in, in that when you die, you know, you unlock weapons. It's a bit like some other games that we've seen, but really well done. Uh, everything from the sound design, the way the weapons work um, is, is it makes for a really great demo. I don't know when it's launching, but that's Gazzlers. And um, I recommend for anybody who's, who's into shooting games, check it out. It's a really easy one for me to recommend. Um, now, uh, on to the next one. You guys ever get uh, caught in the trap of cookie clickers or games like that? Venture capitalist, any of those? Well, um, what is that? So they're games that are, I'll call them low effort automation games. This might actually be, if I ruin your life with this, Rowdy, um, I'm sorry. Okay. Cookie clickers is you like click on a cookie with your mouse and then you click on it a few more times and you've got a little incremental counter that says you've clicked 700 times, 701, 702. And as you do that, you unlock automation. <laughs> and so the autom so you might buy something that says this will click the cookie for you every second, you know, once a second. And then you end up with like mechanizing an army of little engines that help you click and just gain gain growth, kind of like your game of the year last year. Very, very kind of similar to that. So yeah. but in flat. Right. And so now someone has taken that style of gameplay brought it into VR. So you pull a lever, you pull down like um, almost like a trucker, you know, like a, a horn. Um, you you tap a button, all these kinds of motions. You crank a handle, all this stuff in VR around you. And as you're doing that, you then 
get these little, um, I'll call them furnaces or butterfly traps, where you can get things that, again, increment your feature uh, on, on your behalf for you. It does it for you, right? And um, it's just addictive. The sounds are amazing. It, like, it really sounds great. Everything, you know when you, like, you click or you pull something, and you're like, oh, I'll just pull it one more time. Well, there's a punching bag as well. You're doing all this stuff. So it's called Increment. I think it's releasing very soon. Um, all I can say is it's it's so weird. Kind of like when Gorilla Tag was a workout. You had a lot of fun. It's like that. Like you actually are moving your body quite a bit and you'd break a sweat, I'd say, after 15 minutes of play in this game. And it's fun. So it, right. it, this is what I imagine mining Bitcoin would look like. <laughs> <laughs> there was some guy was like right there pulling pulling levers yeah. digital coins oh that sounds yeah. awesome Man. i actually never realized that that there hasn't been anyone who has actually like the, the the that feeling sensation of building like a pythagoras switch like those like the lever hits the ball and then the dominoes roll like nobody has made like a sandbox vr game where that's the purpose of it like knocking oh, a ball over as creative as possible oh they, oh, they have oh they, <laughs> oh, they have oh man it's called gadgeteer like factorium oh, there gadgeteer? You go, right? yeah. and then there's gravity lab Epic those are the two gravity lab, gravity is, lab is great yes gravity yeah, lab but... is very close to what i'm looking to look check yeah. gadgeteer uh, we'll gadgeteer, see you in yeah. a week okay yeah, I no, I'm good. I, I, no, I got, work. <laughs> <laughs> you look, I got work to do. <laughs> have you ever, have you guys ever played Factorium? Uh, a little bit. I've never gotten into yeah. it. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, I probably will at a certain soul. point. Once I yeah, yeah I, I feel like you would love Factorium. I, yeah. I feel like you would definitely sink time into that. Yeah. That stole my soul for a little bit. There is something nice about creating. It's kind of capitalism, I think, but uh, it's like creating little engines that then yeah. pay off right over time. Like, I remember it in early VR days because I was playing Euro Truck Simulator. And in that, you, I think it was Euro Truck Simulator 2. You could create a company, hire other drivers, and they would drive and make money for you. And then it just starts to build and you build your little empire. So, yeah. You're giving me an existential crisis. I'm like right. now realizing why I love capitalism so much. I'm like, oh, my God. Thank <laughs> you, game. video games. Oh, my God. It's a game. It's, it's, yeah, it's a common, it's a common like American yeah. uh, love is the game yeah. of capital is like, yeah. I'm going to do better. I'm going to, you know, make this create more things. And it's it's a very, yeah, it's a very Western world we live in. Um, but yeah, that, I like that money itch. because of video games. That's my excuse from here on out. Exactly. So I guess that's that's for people who like to do things alone. What about for people who like to do things together, like in a band? Uh, there's another game that I wanted to, to highlight here. So it's got a demo at the moment, multiplayer demo called Band Space. So, you know, like Rock Band, where you like you bring your friends, friends over and you got your plastic guitar and various other little gadgets, drum kit, that type of thing. Well, someone obviously thought that would be a good idea to bring that to VR. And I got to tell you, standing on stage with a couple strangers, someone's on bass, someone's on guitar, I'm here on piano, felt really good. I was like, oh man, I'm in the Beatles. Like, we're making music together. Yeah, it was like, it's just so weird. And they're each individually gamified. So for example, the bass guitar, you're just like strumming and moving your hand. And it's doing a little bit like Guitar Hero style type thing. Um, the standard guitar has like double fretting, so it takes a little bit of skill. But again, it's a skill and a slide. Uh, the keyboard is, again, similar to that, but on keyboard and moving. And then the drums are kind of like the drumming games that we've seen. So you kind of pick the one you want to do and you just play oh, it away. Man, like if, if I see you playing this, you do not look like a keyboard player. <laughs> 
<laughs> you look like you're playing the Tam Tam or something. Like tam <laughs> it's so fun. I'm sorry, though. Zim, but the Tam Tam players don't get any of the groupies. <laughs> Darn. Um, but that's okay. I think my wife will be good with that. Um, but fan space, yeah. So, like, for somebody who likes a lot of, like, music rhythm games and stuff like that, sure, we got Thumper coming at us on PSVR 2 soon. Dance Central was really good on Quest. If anyone ever missed it, go back and revisit that. That was really fun. Um, the multiplayer element was really, really cool. Um, the only thing I didn't like is there wasn't open VoIP. I couldn't talk to them. Um, and I think that's a big mistake. I think that they should definitely allow you to talk and laugh. And, you know, some of the people I was playing with were like aces at the game. And I was obviously rubbish, but um, it would just be fun to kind of make friends and have a bit of banter, you know, with some Bringing in some eye tracking, at least. Like, it would be cool if you can, like, stare gazing at somebody who's messing up and you know that they're just that staring at you. Yeah. You, oh. you need to be able to shout at the drummer, for sure. Yeah. No, there's worse than that. When you're playing, you're given, you're given a letter rating. A, B, C, D, E, F, while you're playing. So I was like a D, and like the pressure to do better and like because you know they're looking at you and they're like oh shit you're doing poorly man you feel like you're in a real band that's yeah. amazing oh, no. you're, you're the reason why we haven't made it yet right yeah <laughs> um, it's, that would be a... the perfect somebody actually sent me this game um on a dm because it's something that i've been looking for because I feel that that's like the perfect. There's so many games that uh, a lot of like VR developers try to make for arcades, and this is the perfect VR arcade game, and oh, it it's is. not available for arcades yet. I'm like, I've been telling uh, you. I actually sent them a. I sent them a, an email actually to the publisher. I was like, Yo, you you probably should consider this for arcades. This is the perfect. 100%. Let's go out. You can put stage lights, and you know, I'm giving free game here. But yeah. Yeah, dude, um, I'm, I'm actually surprised, like, you'd almost think that them launching into arcades first is what you would have mm -hmm. expected with this, because you're right. I mean, that would be I'd say VR arcade owners would be begging for this title and it would work amazingly there because you're going to drag your family and friends and people who don't normally VR. And also there's no fucking rowdy. Stop putting me big on screen. <laughs> <or faster. laughs> oh, God. It gets worse. Uh, um. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> he said it gets worse with the happiest grin on his face. <laughs> he loves it. It gets worse. Uh. <laughs> oh God, this is this, this is this is Rowdy punishing me. He's like he's like keep it under two hours, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was bad space, and I've totally lost my train of thought. Oh, I was gonna say there's no plastic doohickeys, right? So you're not like having to buy an accessory for every individual game. It's all virtual. I love that fact because right. we've all been there with too many Wiimotes and stuff. All right. Next game on Steam Next Fest, which is worth checking out. If you are a fan of Gorilla Tag's motion, but I don't know, maybe not a fan of kids or what Gorilla Tag is right now, if you were to jump into it, then quick, go jump on No More Rainbows, which is a I love the premise of this game. You are this like demon creature this furry, like, big gorilla almost of a demon. And your job is to go destroy all the happiness in the world. And so there are these happy little bubble boys, and you go and you literally rip them apart or squash them. You have, like Wolverine, extensible claws that come out in, like, a shink motion. And you can jam these, like, claws into walls to, to like, climb them, all with, like, gorilla tag locomotion. That feels, honestly, feels like it was just ported from gorilla tag. I don't know how they copied it so well. Um... It's colorful. The title of the game is excellent. It's no more rainbows and you're just busting up little rainbow dudes. So 
I have to say, for somebody who like really enjoyed Gorilla Tag at the start, so I disintegrated into what it currently is. I mean, they're doing very well. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I probably you would probably wouldn't catch Zim on, in there on a random Sunday. Uh, and you you maybe you know want a bit of exercise at the same time while you're playing games. Check out No More Rainbows. It's uh, raining on a happy parade. It reminds me very much of like Happy Tree Friends and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do like, you know, destroying other things, happiness every once in a while. It's a good, good fun. Oh, yeah. um, so there you go. There's that. And then the final one I'll mention from um, Next Fest is VR Noid. VR Noid. Uh, I remember Noid, the Noid as something that Domino's had back in the 90s. Uh, that's what I remember, the Noid. I don't know, he would steal your pizza like the Hamburglar for pizza, I think. <laughs> yeah. But um, VR Noid is basically like a game of breakout or air hockey that you can play uh, asynchronously if that's the right term VR and PC so a PC player can sit down and have an interface and the VR player gets to have a puck floating in their hands it does feel a little weird that you're not sliding it on a, a fixed surface so again I'm probably like uh, like in the band game you know just flinging my my uh, puck around but it's got some funny little like obstacles and it, it made for a really successful um, kind of couples game. So anyone who's like VRing out there has one headset is like, hey, with my significant other, I want to do something for just fun for um, over over Valentine's Day. This is running, as I said earlier, from February 6th through February 13th. So if you want to jump on that <laughs> on February 13th, be like, I know tomorrow's Valentine's Day, honey, but let's sit down and play some games together. This makes for a really fun experience, either on PC or in the headset. It's quite competitive as well. So I had a good laugh, laugh with that with my wife, Karen, and uh, just wanted to recommend that uh, as uh, some other people had, had pushed me. They're like, go on, go play the Arnoid. And I did, and I enjoyed myself. So if you're like into old school arcade kind of cabinet games, there's one in VR. There you go. Cool. Yep. This one looks funny. Yeah. And there's a few other things on Next Fest that I didn't get a chance to try. Um, I will steer you clear of things like I'm still waiting for a pet game to come. Um, there's like a, a VR vet one where you go uh, check on Fido's heartbeat and stuff. And yes, you can pet the dog in VR, but uh, other games aren't as well polished, I'd say, from the, <laughs> the things that I had had played. But go check it out. Support the devs. Uh, get hyped. Wishlist their games and stuff because it brings us more VR stuff. Let's not forget about Steam VR because it's still there. It's uh, still a pretty healthy uh, ecosystem over on Steam VR. So happy to give, give a little bit of hot air to their hot air balloon. Mm. All right. So with that, let's move on to um, <clears throat> the leaker. All right. Well, the jig is up, Batman. The <laughs> so from uh, from what we know, after a month long uh, <laughs> witch hunt, <laughs> the leaker was found. A third party contractor was located. The person who apparently leaked the quest three shots uh, to sadly it's Bradley, which we saw a couple of months ago um, and ties have permanently been cut. Now, I don't know if said leaker was currently swimming with the fishes. All I can say is I have seen <laughs> corporations doing some pretty dramatic things when it comes to, you know, corporate espionage and secrecy and stuff. So if all they did was lose their job, that's, that's pretty good going, you know, <laughs> go, go hide on in a tiki hut somewhere in, in Malaysia or something, you know, um, but anyway, uh, obviously, the, this person has been tracked down. Uh, our, our, our poor, uh, sadly, it's Bradley, um, is now in the new spotlight yet again. And uh, <laughs> clearly, if you're on the fringe of saying, oh, man, I'm 
working for Meta and maybe I, I feel like leaking. Well, now's your moment. <laughs> now, now, saying that, you guys know I hate leaks. I personally am not a fan uh, of leaks, leak culture and that type of thing. I know stuff gets out, um, but like it goes back to like Apple products and stuff like that. I love when, you know, you get the product, the product announcement and it really floors you and you're like, oh, my God, jaw dropper. Right. And that stuff takes years to get to from an engineering perspective. So they everyone has to be super hush hush. And all it takes is one person to break that. So, again, I'm not recommending or not recommending, but it's a, um, you know, there's an opportunity there for someone who maybe wants to leave <laughs> the future Edward Snowden at Meta, maybe. Um, but aside from that, I have a feeling Bradley will continue to be fed by the community and we will be, you know, feeding on that funnel for some time yet. So uh, it, it's interesting to see that evolve, though, right, where you get the leak. People are like, oh, he's, he's done other things pretty well. And then you get this official like we found him, guys. Right. Uh, now, this yeah. wasn't officially posted, by the way. This is somebody who, again, is. They should have released a video. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I hope, uh, can somebody make that, please, with like video with like a, a little tin picture of Bradley Lane? There's on the like, corner. like a picture of Brad in the back. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, my <laughs> you will go well on YouTube it's overnight. The- Rob it's the that. picture of him wearing the main outfit. That's the picture they're going to have on the corner. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. Oh, it, God. It's, 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 I'll say this. Um, uh, for, comp- for anybody who's trying to think about leaking, like definitely change the way you send emails and communicate. These companies know very well how a pattern behavior, that's how they get found. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how they found this leaker. It's, it's pattern exactly. behavior, how they send emails, how they communicate. So if you're going to leak something, I'm just going to theoretically tell you, like, pretend you're somebody else all the way yeah. through, you know? So what, what Jose somebody. is saying, if you're leaking something, contact Jose from Afreality and go. leak through our yes. channel. Because <laughs> like, he knows exactly. Listen, change yeah, exactly. your persona completely, and that way there's plausible <laughs> deniability, and you're good to go. <laughs> I like this. You know, for a while I was like, oh man, I'm doing these like criminal centric intros for Jose. I feel bad. I got to change this up now. But no, you know what? Uh, I might be able to go back to that now. <laughs> Let's go yeah, back. No, to- hey, listen, I'm all about knowing that that what's coming out. So that's how we stay ahead. It's the reality of uh, of of our new digital life and the speed at which information changes hands as well. So mm. speaking with that uh, on the little hype train for uh, Choo Choo from Reddit. Uh, I know some of you have seen enough of me about Reddit for the last week or so, so that's fine. Uh, this is something new, though, um, very similar to uh, a train ride we saw in AR. Uh, this is Coaster Mania VR. So Coaster Mania VR is allows you to, in your space, uh, create your own roller coaster, decorate it to your liking, and then share that with other creators and download their tracks. And you can play this either in a VR space or an AR environment with pass through. And in the video, um, you are able to see um, the person is, is using Oculus Pro controllers to draft a track with a little uh, cart on that track. And it, it has a, a fun little jump into a kitty cat and explodes. So, um, yeah, be careful with your uh, with your pets. But drawing in an environment, creating your own tracks, like, I don't know, it's, it's like Roller Coaster Tycoon, right? So if, if you're into that kind of game, you're into those kind of management sims, this brings that kind of vibe, right? No, no word yet is whether or not you can ride the coasters. And I feel like we've been in uh, a little bit of like dehydration when it comes to coaster games lately. I think I said this 
maybe before before Christmas. But um, whatever happened to like No Limits 2 and games like that that were like really great coaster games where you could ride first person. We've yet to see a native coaster game where you can like edit the, the theme park or the ride and then ride it. Or, you know, Jose can share his ride with me. So I don't know. <laughs> Devs, get busy. Make us a coaster <laughs> game. I hope, you know, things are comfortable now. We're all good. Just don't put that coaster in Hyperbolica, please. Okay. I'll be awesome, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would reset all of the nine years of VRing that I've been doing. So, oh man, that's all the small news. That's all the small news done. Um, nice. Before we get into PSVR two, um, any other small tidbits that you guys have seen before we move on? Anything else? You guys are good. Okay. So the pot is definitely boiling at this point for PSVR 2. I mean, it, it's, it's really like, I feel like the hype has been building and building and building like an orchestra as they're, as they're building. But hey, they say a picture is worth 10,000 words. So let's show you the difference between the PSVR 1 setup and the PSVR 2 setup, uh, just in terms of, you know, cables and construct and all of that because for those who have like a foggy memory psvr1 wasn't the easiest thing to set up and so i like this because it shows you the pace of progress and where we've gotten to it is a stark reminder in particular for me of that bloody camera uh, which didn't like hugs and wanted to be high up or very far away at a particular angle it was a very ug moment for me i can remember we fought it on several occasions and let's not even talk about certain games like Hitman, uh, which were a nightmare with that camera. Um, and then, of course, you had the breakout box. Do you guys remember the slidey breakout box of PSVR yes. one? Um, it's kind of like a modern rehash of the French guillotine. And uh, with just a few more cables, like, I don't know, they, they included a ton of cables. And I think it's just because, you know, somebody watched Casino um, Royale or something. And they're like, oh, in case you need to tie up a bad guy, then you have one for each leg of the chair. Uh, you know, <laughs> you can just wait until the authorities show up. Um, and meanwhile, on the PSVR 2 side, we see a tidy USB-C cable just waiting patiently to be plugged in and played with. I can't wait. Like, that's the thing that about PS5 I personally love the most. It's so easy. It's like when you go from any kind of tech setup with a PC, PC gaming and all that and all that debugging to console and you like you plug in the power, you plug in the HDMI and you press on on the controller and the thing just boots up. It's like what? What's wrong? Something's wrong here. Something's not adding up. Like, why is it so easy? And I feel like I hope that PSVR 2 is going to give us that for VR because Quest the next did. step, they'll get rid of that cable as well. Right. This yeah, a, it's a logical progression, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they haven't solved it yet. I, I am not yet. I mean, I know virtual desktop does a fantastic job. Even AirLink does a pretty good job um, if you're like close to your router and stuff. I, I, I look forward to cableless VR, but I, I'm not yeah. hung up on that. I'm really no, not. Me neither yet you know because the thing i want is quality i want quality coming to my eyeballs um the only thing that really bugs me sometimes and i think the problem that we're gonna see i can't wait to see reddit flooded with broken pictures because someone's gonna yank their ps5 off yeah. of its mount with that cable and do one of two things they're gonna bend or break the USB-C cable and have to buy a new psvr I don't believe the cable comes off from the headset. You can't just unplug it and plug another one in. Um, I believe it's fixed. And then on the PS5 side, that thing, is, if it's vertical, that thing can come down, crashing down. 
we've seen some people already do that to their consoles. So one thing I will say, just a small, I don't know if this is a tip. It's more like an option for you. Um, I've had some dev friends say that the MagSafe type connector uh, works. It actually functions. So you can get one of those that's used for like, um, you know, if you have an Apple Mac and you pick up your laptop to walk away with it, but the cable's still in, that it doesn't yank the laptop out of your hand and it drops to the floor. Same thing with the cable, right? We've all been there before where the cable's gotten tied around your legs and you gave it a bit of a, a pull and, you know, you can damage your equipment. And I really, really fret the person who breaks their PS5 as a result of yeah. that. You know. And the can, do you think that the magnet can actually do? You, do you trust a magnet holding a connection to your headset on the PSVR two? I don't know yet. There's a few things yeah. to make me nervous, right? I've seen burned out ports with cheap ones. I have one that Same. I used with Quest for quite a long time, standing with the cable routed through the back around the side of the head, and it would stay in place. Like a lot of them are weak enough that it just kind of like, not that it would fall out, but a, a gentle tug will take it. And so yeah. you need something that's got enough staying power, enough magnetism that it doesn't present a problem of, oh, you've disconnected me in the middle of my game, yeah. right? So I have one, I am going to test it myself, but um, because, I've, because I trust that particular um, mm -hmm. model. Yeah, I think that's it, but I wouldn't go cheap. I, like, I, yeah. I, I think I remember spending... It would probably be the equivalent of like $25 on this like tiny little like two part magnetic connector. One that's designed for the, the right amount of uh, power throughput is what you want. You don't want to go cheap because you can get them for like five or 10 or something. I wouldn't I mm -hmm. wouldn't hazard that, but just yeah. an idea for people. Yeah, magnets. Magnets scare me. I, I don't know why. It's yeah. just yeah. <laughs> the other option, like, right? You mean around electronics or like? Not like just as a, as a cable connector. It's just I, I feel that you don't get the optimal throughput, but they are rated for it. So they are. I, I'm mm. assuming they are getting rated for them, but I just never felt that. And I, and I mean, I visually have tried charging devices and noticed the the discrepancy the that I feel that data pushing through might be hindered that it could that it could cause some kind of data loss, at least yeah. for VR. In I'll my test opinion, it. but I'm not sure. I'll let you know. I'll let yeah. you know how I get on awesome. with it, you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not going to try the cheapy ones. No, no way. Because I'm just worried I'm going to get one of those things where you get like a burnt out port and you're like, oh, shit. You know, you can run two, the... two devices at once doing that. So it's a gamble, but one I'm yeah. willing to take uh, carefully. So that's PSVR 2. So that's just to kind of remind people, okay, why is it kind of exciting just on the basic like hardware level? Um, but, you know, shortly after the last podcast, there was a bit of a fluff up with uh, with Bloomberg. And I, I would say these are still this is kind of an interesting thing because they said Sony were cutting their estimates. And so um, they, they've got this lovely like tagline, Sony slashes PlayStation VR 2 headset output after pre-orders disappoint. And I remember seeing that and I was like laughing at it. Like, what, you just want my click? Is that it? You just want me to click on it? And then, I don't know, a day or two later, Sony rebuttaled and were like, uh, -uh no way. We didn't cut it. And when you look at the numbers and you're like, OK, it's two million units, one point five million units. Like we're talking millions of headsets here. Who cares? Like I just I just don't care at all what a I mean, I, Bloomberg's fine. They've been around years. Right. But any news team, even if they said they're cutting Sony's revising their orders from two million down to one million, it wouldn't make me nervous. It's an expensive headset, you know, and you've got to get your financials right. Otherwise, your shareholders beat you up. So even if they did revise. I, I really don't care. I just am acknowledging the fact that that happened since the last podcast. So 
there's been this like push pull out there in terms of Sony from a PR perspective, I feel like. And that's like just setting the scene for then what comes as I'll call it the staged releases that Sony has been planning. First up, uh, what do we have? So from outside of the sphere of directly Sony, uh, Perp Games had a, a games showcase. So very much like the upload VR showcase that we had before. Um, and it was nice. It was a sizzle reel of games coming to PSVR 2. Brought us stuff, news about games, more games. I mean, we've already got 30 plus and it's like it's bringing even more and we're, we keep hearing more by the day, uh, which is which is crazy in the run up. I'm, I'm glad we're getting more. And I know some people, particularly PlayStation fans, are like, hey, Sony, make a bigger splash. Like, why aren't we hearing about this? Why isn't this on the sides of buses? Like, this is a big deal. You're putting a lot of money into it. There's some big name. There's some big IP in here. Like, come on. Um, so a lot of people, particularly on Reddit, are like, we think something's coming. Well, let's talk about the PS VR 2 games that were announced at Perp Games first, before we get into that side of the internet. First one's uh, Madison, I wanted to mention, from Bluteus Games, uh, where you play as Luca, is a horror game. You play as Luca and endure Madison, a demon that has forced him to continue a gory ritual started decades ago, making him commit terrible acts. Uh, this came out in Flatland about a year ago. Um, and in Madison, you need to take pictures and develop them yourself. So you're taking pictures with what looks like in kind of an instant camera, but you actually do the developing. And dark rooms were always a scary place. Um, you get to solve some puzzles, explore your surroundings and survive. Looks quite demonic. Reminds me a little bit of PT, if that makes sense. Um, so PT uh, was this like demo and it has been in VR before. Um, there was desperate Vladivostok, Afterlife VR. Um, another highlight for me was Ghosts of Tabor, which kind of takes from a number of different FPS games as a realistic military shooter. Uh, and that's coming. So that combines multiplayer features in, into its foundation. And that's from Combat Waffle Studios. Love that game name. So that's that's being developed out of Florida. Not 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 too far, I'm sure, from uh, where Jose calls home. A couple other Games that we've got as well that were announced, Dis Discronia, Chronos Alternate, that seem to be on all the different platforms. I think that game is a complete yawn, but hey, that's just me. Synth Riders Remastered, great rhythm game, previous sponsor of the podcast too. Um, Song in the Smoke Rekindled, love to show you that. That's looking particularly nice. That's from 17-bit. And um, this one, with, with I think Rowdy and I are big fans of, uh, you survive directly in your, like, in your, because of your own hands. You're crafting weapons. Um, making clothes, building fires, brewing healing elixirs, and fighting up against uh, vicious predators. You know, there's you, you've got raptors and stuff in the game, so it's not a friendly world, and you've got to survive it. Uh, but on PSVR 2, God, it looks it's looking the part now. You know, where if on Quest it was a bit like, you know, a little yeah, bit cut back, yeah. it's looking the part now. Yeah, this looks great. Yeah, for sure. I, I thought out of everything on PSVR 2, <laughs> Rowdy, is this the one that you'd be most excited for in terms of the lineup? I think so. I, I mean, like, it's not like I've played that game like a ton, uh, yeah. but I think the majority of that has been held back indeed by like the limited graphics. But like, if you look at like how this trailer looks, like, uh, yeah, I mean, this this looks kind of looks way better than than it does on Quest. I, yeah, I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like they're putting their big boy pants on, and it's got you know, like Quest felt like a little bit held back. This feels right to me. Like mm -hmm. it feels like they're finally in. That's the game. Is, the it, is the game it the exact look. same game, or is it like? Something I more, actually. I believe so. I believe okay. it's the exact same game. And right. and so my my question there is, I felt a little bit like, for those who know Halo, like I was caught in a red versus blue canyon. You know what I mean? Like, 
you feel a little bit walled in. Like it's not expansive yeah. like a Far Cry. Um, and, and so you did feel channeled. And I, I like in my survival games to feel a little bit more open free. Yeah. 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 I mean, not as free as like Skyrim, like run in this direction yeah. for three hours, but you know, a little bit more freedom. So, but I look dev studio obviously knows what they're doing with making the game. The game works really well. And so I hope this is like a stepping stone to then either the next in this series or another IP that they would, they would make that maybe it gets yeah. a little bit more open, kind of like what we're seeing with behemoth, right? You saw walking dead saints and sinners now moving to behemoth. I hope that's going to be a little bit more open world than just like corridors, streets and cabinets. Um, a couple more that were announced cave digger Two. Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge. Can I say one more thing about Please. this? Yeah. Like, I'm surprised. Like, I don't know if anyone noticed it, but if... Because these, these are gameplay videos, right? They're actual mm -hmm. gameplays. Yeah. They look super smooth. Yep. Super smooth. There's Very no smooth. real head bobbing. It's more like a, like, a, like a moving camera that you see. Like, uh, I'm wondering if they did any kind of, like, within the headset, like, recording kind of tools that make it easier to record things. Or if these things are like just like heavily processed uh, afterwards. Play it, play it. There is a post render for uh, output view for people that are watching for spectating. So there's a lot of post rendering that's happening for the TV. Yeah. And also there's a bunch of, I believe the, the media share studio that the PS, that the PlayStation platform is well known for. And this time it's 100% native into VR. So if I look at the at the at uh -huh. the video, it's still enough for me to know that this is a VR game and this is a person wearing it. Exactly. But it's it's not as staggering as like, for example, the direct output that you get from Oculus or from uh, from Steam. No, yeah. yeah, you can't because uh, on those headsets, they're they're using software to essentially tap into it. So they're just screen screen recording, essentially, where the PlayStation is actually recording at the GPU level. So you're getting that, and then you're getting a lot of post rendering, or mm -hmm. for the for the TV. So it looks smoother. That, that it looks makes me wonder. And I saw that question in the in the chat pop up as well. Like, would that mean that you would be able to directly stream that to Twitch? Yes, sir. That's so, that'd be awesome. I have I have I have some bits um, later on about that, and and yeah. the short answer is yes. Okay, Twitch. I don't know about the. I'll just say yes. I'll say yes for now. But I think Twitch, YouTube, I don't know if Facebook will, um, but they, they touched on that in a big FAQ. So I'll talk about that just in a little right. bit. Right. Um, mm -hmm. The last game in this run up that really caught my eye, which was, I think, their showcase game, uh, which is one I saw. I don't know if it was Alpha or something like that on Steam uh, VR Skater. So VR Skater for, you know, Tony Hawk fans and things like that is is set to be the most authentic, challenging and immersive skating game ever. Their words, not mine. Uh, picture the board <laughs> under your feet, the rolling, the clicking sound of rubble, rubber wheels against the tiled pavement before you pop that perfect ollie. So this one is a, a really interesting idea. It takes me back, Rowdy, to when we um, saw that game where you were using your hands to control sticks that went down to feet to play a foot like a game of football. Yeah. Sorry, soccer. Um, and so... This whole concept of using your controllers to kick off like kickflips, you know, 360s, whatever it is, the kind of tricks you want to do. If they got that to feel just right, it's going to be amazing for skate nuts. Like, I think it's going to feel really good, but I don't know. It all comes down to that execution of how that feels. You, and one you know thing I this did, reminds me of 
do, do you notice like like things that you got with the cornflakes was little skateboard skateboards you would have to do with yeah. three fingers like yes have, like breakfast prizes that's that's like this more is more like how i think this is played right because it's really what, then, what, you, what you control is right rather than uh you know with anything else i think this is how i don't think it's really skating also because the the I don't know why, but like when I look at this, the skateboard looks really small. Like it looks really, really small. Like if, if you look at it, <laughs> like a fingerboard. Yeah, like a fingerboard. Exactly. Yeah. That should just, they should, I, I would love a really nicely polished, like fingerboard skating game. There is like one. Like a finger bone riding oh, around. Yeah, not polished, not polished yet. Like, but, I uh, want something like really high end. Like I would love a Tony Hawk, you know, esque game with that style of gameplay. It would look really cool because I don't think you can create a realistic, skateboarding experience if you're not on the board so take yeah. the next best thing which is fingerboarding and then have the finger tracking and track a lot of cool moves and then just focus on the map on a on a similar slant i the thing that i think video games haven't done a good job of is motorcycles like motorcycle games you're the the closest that Man. you can get to which still doesn't feel right in terms of how turning works and how the 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 forces that you have when you're moving in a, in a corner on a two V a, a two wheeled vehicle, it, you can't, there's not a direct corollary to flat video games. VR doesn't really help that. It gives you the, I'm in the headset. I can look around, but it doesn't give you the feeling of it. Uh, and that's really, it's a really important part of the experience. And that's where I think VR skater has its highest challenge. So mm. I can't wait to try it, get my feet on that deck, right. And see what it's like. Um, but can you imagine a crossover bet between this and Ricky's plank experience? <laughs> oh, yes. But that's what no, they show at the ending, right? That's what they like showed at the like ending of the trailer. Uh, a suspended, like, skateboard, and you just get on it on a headset. Oh, my days. Or, 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 you're, or like, uh, uh, you're, you're grinding from building to building or something, and uh, you, you get the verticality. Amazing. Yeah, I don't well, know. Part of those skating games that had an appeal was also a little bit the ragdoll physics, I think, right? You know, the the mm. when you did crash into something like you know yeah. that's part of that like I, I wonder if they if they introduce any of that kind of stuff in the in, in the vr one as well where when you crash you like zoom out for a moment or something <laughs> like, all, like, definitely fishing. not on the quest too you do something like that on the quest too it'll just like fry up i don't think <laughs> i had to can do yeah. physics like that no <laughs> yeah i don't um but i think the thing for me like tony hawk games was always about the achievement hunting like get the letter skate right find the s find the k that's and then and then the music, like the the backing music being that punk teen mm. stuff. Like, I mean, I just I want that, yes. but maybe it's going to take, you know, official Tony Hawk IP. I don't know. And Tony right. Hawk's getting up there now. He's not 90 yet, I don't well, think. I was never but. into those games. I mean, I, I played a lot of Jess at Radio Future. Love that game. Oh, yeah. like, I would love to see something like that more. But uh, the, the actual yeah. skate games never really. Have never you, really have you tried Lakuza VR's uh, Jet Set Radio World? I have. It's so yeah. good. That's, I've I've spent that's the only world I spent a lot a lot of time on VR chat. Wow. It's been that world alone. Look who's is great. That's awesome. He mm -hmm. actually I played with him in Worms <laughs> when I was there. Oh, he always jumps awesome. he jumps on me every time I stream, stream VR chat. It's great. I've, the amount of worlds. Uh, but he like makes half the worlds I go and play. It's just funny. It's funny. See, but, uh, I built this. <laughs> shout, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. When you go in and it's the creator and they're like, yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Cyrex. He hit me up and he's like, hey, you want to check out my new world? I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like, such a weird, that's such a weird so concept weird. where people are so inviting weird. you to their to their masterpieces. It's like, hey, I just decided to create this virtual world, like this this eco space. Come check it out. It's like for me, okay. 
I've gone through that more times than I've gone over someone's house for dinner, you know, but it's the same yeah. thing. It's like, I made this wonderful meal. Come enjoy it with me. Mm. And and it, it just yeah. feels like a dinner party. Uh, it really does. So, but yeah, shout out to Lacuse and, and Cyrix for your worlds. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to address that, like, Sony's media has felt a little bit absent a little bit right like a little bit like are we are we in the bermuda triangle are you guys going to say nothing <laughs> you know they've been giving us breadcrumbs and a video here showcase there with uh, information about psvr2 not the huge media campaign that we might have expected um but with that picking up and rumors rife on reddit uh there are rumors that astrobot and astro's playroom might be getting day one support um, which I would not be surprised about. When I got my PS5, first thing I did was I plugged it in, played Astro's Playroom, and you unlock all the different pieces of hardware that they've made throughout the years that Sony's made, including aim controller, touch controllers, the revisions of the PlayStation VR headset. And being able to see all this stuff in that environment, if you could do that in VR, that would be such an easy slam dunk. So... This is one of the rumors that I'm going to buy into. And I do think that Astro's Playroom is going to have day one support because we typically have had demo discs, whether physical or virtual, that help show off a number of experiences. And so, for example, later on in the PlayStation VR's lifecycle, they launched, I think, a second, maybe even a third demo disc, which had a whole bunch of things that you could sample. And... I think they'll do that again. I really do. I think that's going to come. Um, so fingers and toes crossed for a demo disc, but that's coming. Um, <laughs> and as as we were going over the last two weeks, one of the things that Sony's been doing to me, I feel like they're doing it just to me, is is dropping clips of open wheel driving games, uh, such as Gran Turismo 7, which is coming. And it has seriously made me consider my staunch monk-like status on sim racing, where I've said, no. I'm going to sit here in prayer and I'm going to repent and I am not going to go back to sim racing and fall down that giant rabbit hole. I won't buy a wheel. No, I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to fall <laughs> for the GT7 sale that's on at the moment. None of that. I'm going to stay off. But God damn it. I see 120 hertz and I got to talk about reprojection for a second. You know, you've got the, the rain crawling up the glass on this open wheel thrilling ride, obviously, that's showing and it it's doing something to me, lads. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's doing something because reprojection is like a dirty word for VR enthusiasts generally. Cause you're like, I don't want you to fake 45 frames and make them seem like 90 or take 60 frames and make them seem like 120. But from all my years, sim racing and Skyrim and all these other things, I can tell you racing for some reason, some magical mathematical reason, maybe it's the motion. Reprojection is like a giant cheat and it works amazingly. You cheat mm -hmm. the system, you get great performance, you get all the extra details and visuals, you have your cake and you eat it too. For some reason, reprojection is great. So I think... Is it the speed? I don't know what it is. I think it's the speed. I think Even it's when you're sitting still. Frame rates. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's something about... I think it's... It, you remember when you gave us that um, podcast episode, Rowdy, where you talked about the refresh rate? rate. Yeah. How important that is. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that brings it. But the fact that you're getting an improved frame rate plus the additional details at performance levels, it feels like you're cheating. It really yeah. does. And in no other VR game is, is, does that happen to me. Um, you try to play in anything else, a non-racing game, and you crank up your settings, and you, I'll say crank down, and you go to like, okay, render half and cheat for the other half of the frames, you see it. It gets like 
artifacts in your view. I don't know how to describe it. Almost like that Moira, like foggy setting. And you feel it, you see it, and you don't like it. I think, Jose, were you saying that you're a picky guy when it comes to this stuff? Yeah, no, yeah, I am. And and it's really cool because I, I looked at the reprojection on the PS5 is very unique. Um, unlike mm. any other VR reprojections you find because they're using the same AI um, that they use for the checkered rendering. So they're using oh. they're using the similar the similar tech for upscaling, but this time they're using it to actually downscale the frame rate in order to cre- optimize. Pretty much, they're you they're adding checkered rendering into foveated rendering. So they're using the same tech into their own foveated rendering. What techniques. is checkered rendering? I'm not familiar with that. So checkered rendering is it's what the PS4 Pro did, which is allowed 4K upscaling, but the the head the PS4 was still running at 900p. It was just using AI to make it look at 4K, which oh. was breaking down the image into a lot of checkered boxes, and each box is being upscaled thus creating a larger crispier image so they're using the same tech but this time they're using it to split up visuals to optimize what you're looking at so it's technically foveated rendering through reprojection which creates the illusion of speed looking very well and very sharp um it's also really dope because you can see it also in reprojection on the tv so that's where post-processing comes in that's where low-level um capturing comes from which goes to the point that you were talking about earlier that's the reason they're not going to go all out on marketing meta had to do that because they didn't have the capacity of trusting content creators to showcase this really well you're going to be able to do this with a button on the ps5 you'll be able to just share upload share upload share upload no you know no editing no itself yeah it'll sell itself thank you for describing that because i wasn't sure how that technology yeah. differed from basically frame to frame linear interpolation, which is like, mm-hmm. we're going from a, we're going to be uh, average, work. right? It's like an yeah. average function. And, yeah. and what you've described makes a lot of sense for me and clicks. And it's, it's your special superpower, Jose. Thank you for <laughs> bringing that to us. You know, um, I appreciate that a lot, but this like, that sheet is amazing. Um, I did mm-hmm. want to talk just very briefly about GT7, um, Gran Turismo, obviously a huge title, full campaign, it's multiplayer. And, and the only thing that I want to fo- fixate on out of all of that, and I'm sure it sold like a bunch of units already, but um, one little feature, one tiny little feature for me could be an enormous game changer. And it's, it's just like if, if you're able to see the player's head turn, particularly an open wheel. So we're not covered by the chassis of the car and Rowdy's there next to me and I'm here and we're in the apex of the corner and I can see him checking out my racing line and I can check out his racing line and we're fighting it. And we're like, you know, you're, you're looking ahead and looking to the side and you're looking back and forth and you're dogfighting basically on the track. If they allow that to happen in multiplayer, that's it. That's it. That's all I need. Right. And that's it. I'm back into sim racing and that's going to kill me. So I don't know yet if that's there. But as an another level beyond that, if you allow flat gamers to play the game in multiplayer with VR players, which is true, you can cross platform. But they see the head turn as well. It'll be like anyone who ever played Minecraft, like uh, I think it's called Vivecraft and had player motions like you're playing your flat game but you see that someone can point i want to go to the cave over there and it's like it's an immediate sell uh when you see that you're like i want the higher 
fidelity gameplay. I want to be able to do that. That looks like fun. And all your mirror neurons are firing off. So yeah, don't I don't worry, know. Zin, the, only, the only thing you'll be seeing is the back of my hat. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. muffler. Uh, but I, I do hope that um, I hope they bring dirt rally two. Not so much Dirt 1 because they didn't render half the, the car in that one, but um, Dirt Rally 2 had great verticality and it even took my breath away a few times. So I I don't know. There's so much to come. But with that reprojection trick, um, I think racing games are going to be a real special feat treat for um, PSVR 2. Um, so so with that, that being the kind of good side of the news, you guys remember we talked about MoCopy? MoCopy, this uh, little what looked like grandma's pillbox. And there were oh, six right. colorful yes. little the body trackers, body trackers that were kind of like it was like 100 or 150. I don't remember the exact cost, but you would put these on your ankles, your wrists and stuff. And uh, it was supposed to be like a, a simple way for VTubers to track their avatars. Well, I saw a really good uh, video on YouTube by a VTuber called uh, Mako Fukasame uh, TV and a clip showing what didn't work. Uh, this YouTuber or VTuber. Uh, imported from Japan, tried it out and found, unfortunately, after an expensive import, um, how choppy the motion was, particularly in the I'll call it like the VR chat style VTuber type avatar where, you know, your leg is going from prone position, lifting up and it's like snapping between different parts. It's not smooth motion. So the animation looks pretty poor and it, it, it's not the same kind of drift as if you know your headset loses track and something goes floating off but it's not far from that and so you know just the net message here was if you're into that into body tracking mocopy is probably a skip uh you know unless you just want to do a quick setup do a take somewhere as a vtuber might uh, but for social settings looked like as an update to the kind of that tech maybe it's not really a winner Right. So of course this is a guy. Like I was like, there's no way that this is a girl, you know. <laughs> I was like so looking no at this copy. video and no I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I actually don't know. So um the the VTuber uh jumps to a couple of different clips in their video, some of which were directly from Sony's original promo trailer. So I don't know if the VTuber who you see on the screen was the person that then you saw with the anime character, Rowdy. right? Okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, there's there's right. there's five or six people in in the whole length of their video. So um, right, okay, I didn't get that. Who knows? The voice sounded feminine, but it's 2023, so who cares, right? Whichever side of the spectrum <laughs> they're on. But thank you for bringing us. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do. Hey, if you do it, you know, it's uh, do what you want to do. What makes you happy? Uh, it's, it's all good. Um, so with that, along a similar line, more things that Sony was kind of showering what, us with since uh, since the last podcast, we got a trailer from the game called Garden of the Sea. So we got a new trailer for this. This is another one of those games that I would put into the class of porting to PSVR 2. How much do I expect in terms of 3D audio, facial haptics? You know, probably not a lot. So this is probably more, you know, just a port than anything else. I don't know. Uh, I was kind of curious to show this off here just to see if it gets uh, rowdy, horticulturally hot, because it's a game about planting seeds and growing things in VR. Of course. Um, have you played this, Rowdy? I, I assume not, but... No, I Garden of the this. Sea. Okay. No, for sure. So it's... Just to give people a bit of a... It, 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 again, it feels a little bit like Animal Crossing to me um, in that 
you're planting seeds and stuff. But as you do this, as you craft, you're like opening bridges and you're you're, you're kind of continuing through the world. Um, like Stardew Valley. It yeah. starts. Yeah, like Stardew. It, it starts to open up. Right. So it's like a Stardew for, for VR. So if you're looking for a friendly game, you know, it's not just all about Lady D. Um, you know, check this out. Plant <laughs> some seeds. Uh, into hey, this something looks else. Awesome. Yeah, this looks amazing. It's very nice. It's a very nice game. I think that's the best way I would just put it. Right. So that's another but, one. But that this, because I think I have seen it. Is this flat as well? Ooh, I don't know if it's flat. I know for sure it's on other VR sets, right? It's on Quest, for Steam. example. I think it's in Steam. Um, there, it does. It, it's got that look though that another game could do just the same thing, and you'd be like, "Oh, I've seen that in the Flatland." Yeah. Also. You know, like the camera tricks that we see now, a lot of flat games to make their game look more immersive, give that smooth camera, like the smooth Hollywood action camera shot, which if you do it from a first person uh, player character, it looks like, hey, it's a VR game now. And so you'll see it and you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's a VR game. But then it isn't. That's always it's always (laughs) a kick in the balls for me. I don't know. Um, I've been seeing more and more of that lately. So that's that's. uh, garden of the sea but we keep getting these games kind of drip fed to us which is great but from here i want to paddle from this particular pond out into the wide unboxing sea because we only just got hit with that recently like a tidal wave of this stuff i mean it went to the to the extent that even sony unboxed their own headset um which which i was i was kind of a little bit flabbergasted at i don't think we got you know meta unboxing their headset but i guess it's a it's a safety play right and the lady who who did it named Kay. She didn't look very surprised, but I just assumed that that's because she just put the box together right before they rolled to record it and unbox it. You know, she's like, I've just finished manufacturing it. Now let's show them what's in the box. Um, just got ready out of it. That's what it looked like. Uh, but it was a nice clean video and um, it works as a nice guide, you know, covering what to expect in the box. Uh, I love how they went like, this is the power button. And they like write like the text next to the power button that says like power button. It's a, it's a kind of a classic, uh, or it's a it's kind of your standard offering from like a, a giant like Sony. It covers all the basics. This is the cord. This is the headset. Here's the Function gasket. Buttons. <laughs> Function buttons all over. But I think the thing for me that I took from that video, um, and I skipped through it. I skipped through a lot of the unboxing videos. Like you know, I'll watch five seconds total of of, of it because I don't want to spoil for myself. Um, <laughs> but like you can reuse this box for storage is what they claim, but. Because the headset fits nicely in because like that's one of the things that's nice about Meta's stuff is that the boxes have always been good for like storage thereafter travel. You can kind of use them in that way if you don't want to pay for a storage case, um, which is a lot of people. So it's nice that they did that. But I don't believe them. I don't believe them at all because the feckin' the the blue cover of the PSVR one box ripped so easily for me. I, I, I unboxed it live at the PSVR one and I was like really sad that I ripped open the box cover. And this one, I'm going to have to be like surgically careful with it because it looks like they use the exact same like flimsy, not even cardboard, just paper cover, you know, to the thing. And if you want to like have it sitting behind you or something, I know it's a content creator problem, but like not ripping boxes is something like I I just it matters to me. I'm one of those weird people, (laughs) even if I'm not on camera, I don't want to rip my box. So uh, I just love it. But uh, yeah, unboxing. So IGN healthy span of like. Uh, tech influencers like iJustine um, were unboxing PSVR 2s uh, and all in the same day, right? So uh, several VR YouTubers got the opportunity. We had Mike, uh, Gamertag, you know, 
but some were absent, like um, a PSVR without parole, Polish Paul, you know, the staple kind of VR uh, PSVR guys. Um, they're staples of the community, but uh, yeah, it happens with every launch, you know, and it comes down to who's networked, you know, very closely with Sony, who exactly. isn't. That it doesn't is really it. matter the size it, of the they, audience, right? They contacted already, me as well. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's you said thing. that, Rowdy. They, they contacted me as well uh, to see if I was interested. Of course, the Belgian department, uh, but since I'm not in Belgium anymore, I didn't, I didn't proceed with it. But uh, they're, they're very close-knitted with their with their network, and they're and once you're in there, then yeah, sure, they keep on contact with you for that kind of stuff, yeah. But it was nice. It's nice to see it. The thing that I really liked about it was that it felt like a very well executed product launch plan coming out at a nice high quality bar. And people seemed to be kind of happy with it on that. Mm. Right. So that's very good to see. Um, we haven't really gotten to the crux of what's good and bad about the headset. That's still under control. We don't know when the embargo date is yet, although some people are saying the 15th of February, um, which looks more and more likely. And I'll get to that in a moment. Um, one thing I did want to comment on simply because he's the next podcast member. Uh, Nathy pulled a trick with his own and he flew out to fast travel games and did an unboxing video, uh, which I watched the video uh, day one when it when it dropped. Uh, and it uh, honestly rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Just the title, because it wasn't an unboxing video. And he was working on a dev kit and it was like, OK, he's just doing his usual Nathy thing. Right. Um, but it led to a hellfire, which is not abnormal with Nathy uh, on Reddit. Um, and, you know, they gave him an enema for his misleading and somewhat deceptive tactics in the video. But the video itself was actually really well comprised, covered a bunch of stuff. But obviously. Right. And now that we see what happened afterwards, which is this big unboxing, Sony must have been really pissed, like because they obviously put a lot of plan in, ter in terms of doing this unboxing thing and they struck it down with a copyright claim and I to my knowledge since this morning it's still offline so you know but how can that be a copyright claim it's not it's a dev unit it's, it's not there's it's, there's legal practices how, how you acquire it yeah it'll be it'll be a problem more for fast travel i think fast travel i think than, rather than, than Nathan, Nathan, you know so it's kind of yeah. like a it's that like it's gonna suck for the, for for them this will blow by right but um i think it's gonna okay, well, wait, can, can you explain it to me uh, Jose? Sure. Cause, like how can nate is not under a contract whatsoever but they, but what, what you're is... asking is how how is a how is a copyright claim on his on video Nate's a legal takedown why are they yeah, allowed yeah. to do that without getting themselves exactly. in court trouble there 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 is so the 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 loophole is when you the, the product is not released yet publicly so it is right. under embargo legally and whoever has access to these headsets for development sign a different contract. Like you must not give this to content creators. You must not that. do unboxing. I, un I understand that. Nathan never received. Nathan didn't Nathan receive permission to to go to fast travel and do an unboxing of fast travel's development headset. That's Hang what on. he did. I mean, I'm not going to conjecture about what what yeah. did or didn't transpire. But what I can say is now that we've seen this unboxing releases likely they had a contract around just like any non-disclosure agreement where they would say you're not able to disclose this and you're not allowed to give it to someone else to disclose it so i i would i'm standing with rowdy a little bit right yes ftg are probably in hot water and incredibly hot water <laughs> sony but, does not forgive <laughs> but, but does nathy have legal recourse to sony to say you can't yeah. take my video down right because mm -hmm. Mm. It's it's really it's really an Na interesting. Nathan place. recorded the video. 
Maybe right. he can defend himself video. as a journalist, uh, as a journalist. But I don't know that. Um, going all the way back to the Apple, you know, for the 3DS leak, you know, there is some ownership of a device that's not publicly sold because Nate yep. didn't buy the product. So well, we see this so often. Is, for example, when when the what? new Pixel got released, eh, like it got got leaked, and someone left a phone in a bar, and someone picked it up and recorded a video with it, showing the operating systems. Blah, blah, blah. They tried taking it down, but they had no recourse no, in doing so. Exactly. The, it's, it's not their video. It's their device. And they, it's they, different. Have, they have to keep it back. It's different. It'll I be agree. Different because it's, of the it's, it's incredibly different. There's a development unit, and also Nathy sold it as this was a unboxing video that kind of almost of tacked itself into the algorithm and looked like it was part of the official Sony wave. So Sony legally can say, hey, look, we we had a, a recourse system in place to showcase this a curated way yeah. and somebody circumvented that system and they used a publisher who signed a contract legally to not do this but that's still, where the hot water but, begins but, but still, i, I what, still what think that is not a point it's, it's, it's really a copyright claim they're claiming the copyright of nati's video which i don't think is correct yeah. own, i don't, I don't I, think I, they I, own that video i really want to know i want to know that i agree um, with like this is one for that subreddit really? where you go and you go grab one of these side sidearm lawyers who's like I'm a lawyer of the day ask me a question <laughs> I want to go ask them this question yeah. because it's just whilst, out of interest. Whilst I don't agree Owner. with the original title and it was baiting and stuff like that, yeah. it's licensing. Yeah. I, it comes. I think from, what as, Sony as have. A, go on. Sorry, as a tech, as a tech, uh, I, I can generally answer this with confidence. It's licensing. When you there's no such thing as, for example, you don't own a PlayStation Five, you don't own a PSVR two. Yep. In the in the in the in the manufacturer's warranty, none of this the devices that you use. At the end of the day, they have full ownership of this device. They can go into your house and legally grab your PSVR two and say, "Hey, yep. we own it." And that there's not there's no legal recourse you have because it's it's theirs. There's a licensing. There's explicit usage when you sign up to the account. Um, when you open up all the way up to literally the tearing off of the box, yeah. you are under their ownership. It's really weird. I get it's the bizarre. umbrella, but I'm really I curious. Don't respect it. Particularly, right? If you're in a different legal jurisdiction, you're in a different country. Um, I the legal ramifications of this are really interesting, and we won't spend it's the whole podcast. Super on it. fickle. No, it's super I, fickle. But yeah, it's it's but scary. It's, but trust me, they own. They will have. If the, it, trust me, it's scary. I especially when it comes to Sony or Microsoft. Like I have from the back end and behind the scenes, have dealt with them when it comes to hardware. Especially sure. Sony, um, they do not forgive. Well, it, the, yeah, look, look, it's scary. <laughs> I know this is. I know this is somewhat of a foible, and I know it doesn't look good on FTG nor Nathy, right? Uh, and mm -hmm. and I'm, like Nathy likes playing with fire, and it's part of his success path, right? I like to say it's a little bit Trump esque in that you know it's like no news is is bad news to Good some news, extent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know I want to go all find all the way back to a conversation I had uh, with Nathy when when we were first like talking about the podcast back at like VR Inside. One of the reasons I joined the podcast and way way back then there was all this kick up on Reddit again. This is years ago now, maybe four or five years ago. Um, again, you know, people with pitchforks going after Nathy for something. And I felt like one of the people with the pitchforks. But the reason I wanted to do a podcast with somebody uh, who was so kind of different to me uh, facing off the other side of the table is that that makes such a good discussion. Like you don't grow, you don't learn unless 
you can have a debate with somebody, sword fight to some extent, and learn from the things that maybe you had a different perspective of before you had a chat. And so um, I'll say, you know, I'm not here to defend him. He does what he wants to do. That was always the case. It's the same thing for the new crew. You guys do your own things, right? But um, I really like the fact, and I think this is important, especially now with the effect of social media, because it seems to be putting people into just good and just bad. And it's never that clean. And like, you need to just come to the table, have the conversation. And that's what podcasts are for. It's for the stuff. And that's why I wanted to bring it up today was just because, hey, um, let's acknowledge that thing happened. Let's see how <laughs> they recover badass, from though. it. At the end of the day, I'm, it's badass. I'm really, I'm, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, it's just, it's oh, just you're not of, sending me a PSVR 2? I'll go and get one. <laughs> exactly. Right, hop on a plane Smaller. and get to it. And that is absolutely the fire that keeps him as an entrepreneur alive. You know what I mean? So, I'm straight. And I, and I can appreciate that. So um, getting back to the unboxing videos, it has been an absolute flood. I'm sure everyone's kind of like sick of them at this point. <laughs> Um, but it seemed well-timed. It was a healthy dose of quality videos. So Sony have done a good job on the control for their release plans, I would say. And now we're just getting so close and it feels great. And are there more surprises in the pipeline? I think maybe. But um, to the point that you were making, Jose, they posted the ultimate FAQ, which is like this whole run of questions. I'm so glad they did this because... Um, and I don't know what their source was for the FAQ. They've just boiled it up internally or did they go out to the Internet and actually ask? I didn't see any asks from Sony, so they must have just either they just know what people are going to ask for or what. But I wanted to pull from that FAQ and just give a couple of tidbits of things that people might not have seen. So first off, play area, standard stuff. If you're going to be doing room scale, I'm doing that with like quotations around it because... <laughs> warehouse room scale doesn't exist anymore, right? Room scale, um, two meters by two meters, right? Or if you're sitting or standing one meter by one meter, someone asked the question, well, if I don't have that much space and I'm sitting in a, you know, a small studio apartment or something, can I play with less? I, I think the answer is going to be yes, but it just means you're guardian. You know, you could whack your controller against the wall is what I understand. Um, they do recommend a well-lit room for playing, which tells us what we would have expected for an inside-out headset is that playing in the pitch dark, probably not going to work. And you might need to get an IR flutter or something to make that happen if you do want to sit and play in the dark like you did on your PSVR 1. Uh, the other thing is a TV is required for the setup of the PSVR 2. But if you're on the go like Jose and you've got your briefcase with the PS5 in it and <laughs> another briefcase with your PSVR 2 in it, you can just plug them together. You don't need a TV. You can just play Sans TV. And the other thing that's really cool, if you can play Sans TV, it means you can be sitting on the couch playing your game. And your spouse or whatever, your dorm mate can be sitting there watching TV. You can just have a nice social chat and you play your VR game. They play the thing. You try not to knock the beer out of their hands, you know, with the controller. So that's a great one. I love that. I'm glad that they confirmed it. They also confirmed parental controls. That's going to be important, you know, for certain certain games that are on there. Uh, it's only one headset at a time. There is only one USB-C port on the PS5. Um, so that's kind of an obvious one, but you can't run multiple headsets um, with that. Of course, from a rendering perspective, that wouldn't work. It's also why I think split screen doesn't work in things like GT7. Mm. I wonder from back in the patents, are we going to get asynchronous gameplay, though? Like, are we going to get where Rowdy's in the headset? Like, I expect you uh, not ex I expect you to die. Uh, keep talking and nobody explodes. Like, what about games like that where, you know, I'm playing on the screen, you're playing on the headset. Is that going to work? Anything like that? I haven't seen a single game yet. So I'm wondering if there's a technical limitation. There shouldn't be, but waiting to see, because I want those kinds of games. 
Um, the other one, broadcast, you asked this one, Jose, a bit earlier and alluded to it. Uh, will broadcast work? So will the share button work and all that? So the short answer is yes. If you have the HD camera, you can show your body as well. Uh, their camera's not great, but if you don't want the setup of a capture card and a DSLR and all that stuff, for not a lot of money, you can put yourself on the camera, get yourself out streaming. Okay, so that's the option. Um, will the PSVR 2 Sense controllers work without the headset? And that's a yes. So they will work for limited applications. So you can use the user interface on the PS5. I think that's great because if you didn't have it, you might feel like, oh, I've got to grab the DualShock and not the DualShock, sorry, the DualSense and then grab my VR controller so you can use those from the get go, which is smart. You can use them in media application, which I'm not a Sony guy. Help me out here, Jose. Is that just for like listening to music, watching yeah. videos? Like, yeah, like watching videos, YouTube, probably oh, plus. Or or Blu-rays, I guess, right? Blu-rays, yep. So you can use your Blu-ray and sit there with beer in one hand and a sense controller in the other? <laughs> Man, that. yeah. Hopefully it can track the... It'll be dope. I don't think it's going to be able to, but it'll be dope if it could track pointer? the actual pointer. Ah, that'd be awesome. Like a, like a smart TV? Ah. Don't... Huh. I don't dope. think it can. I don't think it can. I don't think it, it can, but it'll be reliant awesome. On, yeah, yeah. Maybe, but even with the gyro, you think maybe they could... I don't know. Maybe Hopefully, they could do that'd something. Be, that'd be amazing. Um you will not be able to use the Sense controllers for non-PSVR 2 games, which to me, being a Switch player, is a little bit of a, like, it's a little sad, but it, you can understand. They'd have to control or map it or be limited, and makes sense. Um, it, it is designed, this headset is designed for players with glasses. So if you have glasses that aren't, like, crazy wide, then you'll be able to fit in there. The facial interface is able to be removed and wiped down with water to be cleaned. They, they say don't use alcohol or anything like that. Don't use paper towels on the lenses. So your standard stuff applies. Um, and I would just I would just like to circulate one warning that was going around on Reddit, which is really important for a Fresnel lens and panel combination, which is avoid sunlight. Don't leave your headset out pointing towards an open window. Your safest bet I would recommend is get some kind of a light blocker or a glove, or a sock, or whatever you want to put in there uh, when you're leaving the headset alone for hours. Because sun does move during the day, and you really don't want to fry that panel and have to replace your headset. So that's one thing. And I already mentioned the point about the MagSafe connector, if you want to kind of try that out, but that's a bit of a gamble. Um, the only other tip I have is one for Canadians, uh, which is just two days ago, they unlocked Amazon shipping changes. So if you happened to pre-order in Canada, with Amazon, the default shipping option is five to six days, saying it'll come to you like between February 28th and March 1st or 2nd. You can now upgrade that. Doesn't matter if you're on Prime or not. You need to go there and physically change the shipping speed. Prime, I think you just press it and it just kind of resubmits and it should snap back to, to, to um, launch day delivery on the 22nd. And if you're a non-Prime member, member, you can pay about $6 Canadian to upgrade. So just wanted to throw that out there for my Canadian brothers and sisters. <laughs> and finally, and this is to the, the point about the embargo, when do we think the Iron Curtain is going to fall? Um, the prediction out there from Reddit for the last day or so has been Wednesday the 15th. Um, and we just had about four or five hours before the podcast, Sony announced Returnal is coming to PC. Um, and and put out this lovely tweet 
uh, about Returnal coming to PC Wednesday the 15th. And so I've got a little prediction here to make because I think Returnal would make honestly the best third person VR game conversion yet, even beating Kronos, which was an amazing title by Gunfire Games. I think Returnal could be VRified, could be announced. I know it's a stretch, but I'd loved it before launch here. Oh, guess what? It's coming to VR too. Like that would be amazing if we got that news next Wednesday. February 18th is the embargo release for PSVR 2. How do you know that? Uh, I cannot disclose that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I love you, man. I love you. Is that a Friday? Or is that a hey, Saturday? I believe so. Uh, Hang on. Check it out. Just looking through some emails here that? that I Sounds received. Sounds like a Friday. <laughs> That's so funny. You're like, yeah, I got it. No, don't worry. I got you guys. 18th. Boom. Um, 18th is a Saturday. So it's one week before the next podcast. Okay, there you go. Jose said it. <laughs> maybe and, maybe a day before, but it's it's definitely that weekend. Yeah. All right. All right. 18th. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Reddit's going to clip that out and they're going to go chuck it. Oh, <laughs> and be citing you all over the I, web. I mean, now. there's there's definitely some stuff that's related to it that I'm pretty sure they would map out during the same time frame, so. Got it. Let's let's go for that that those, those few days. And we will take your crystal ball for this one. Um, but yes, I would really like to see Returnal VRified. I would 100% pay to be in that game world again. Um, amazing. Amazing. Everything from jumping platforms to the amount of things that are being shot at you in bullet hell. Uh, just the environments absolutely needs to be there. Um, if not now, in a future month or year. Um, and so that's our PSVR 2 rundown of all the stuff that's been hyped guys did i miss anything in that or anything else you want to get off your chest before we move into the meta what the fuck portion of the i was surprised because you found things that i didn't even know about so uh yeah that's that's pretty neat well good job this is my job (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. all right well chat tell us if we missed anything let us know it's always good i watch back the podcast as a sad guy i always try to go back and sample uh, what we did, and if we said anything wrong, then I can apologize for it or whatever. But um, it's nice uh, in chat. You guys share so much with us, and I'm sorry that I can't, you know, digest that at the same time as telling you, talking to you, because the live streamer in me bleeds uh, for that. But let's move on. Meta. This is the, I'm calling this Meta WTF for several reasons. Okay, this is the second big part of the podcast. So uh, VR giant Meta has been copying Apple for years in their marketing and pricing strategies. Uh, but has grown less sure of itself. As Sony were responding to the little news kerfuffle with Bloomberg, Meta decided to start cutting of its own. (laughs) So they cut Lone Echo and onwards and several other things. Um, But there are posts uh, about woes for Meta are being purged. It's all it's all a bit messy, honestly, since Boz took the reins over from Carmack as CTO. Um, And meanwhile, I have to say, as a shareholder, I do own stock. Uh, I'm a bit nervous for them. Staff cuts uh, to get leaner. Um, That's many companies right now. Doesn't make me terribly nervous, but it's a portion of it. Then slashing the cost of the Quest Pro from $1,500 down to $1,100 so soon. Let's just pause there. How does that make you feel, Jose, after your purchase? Um, I'm upset. I'm upset. To be honest with you, I've been holding back my hatred for the Quest Pro. I'm giving them another month or else. (laughs) But there's just it's it's a it's 
it makes sense why they're doing that. I think it's not even worth the $1,000 ask. It should be less. Um, Wi-Fi still broken. Um, from a technical perspective, there's a lot of weird um, stuff that I'm experiencing with the with the device that I'm not really ready to talk about just yet because I have to do some experiments. But I'm starting to realize why the Wi-Fi updates are taking a little bit longer. I'm suspicious of the engineering with the Wi-Fi in those devices. I think that they're not working or there might be some manufacturer firmware defect on these uh, on the Quest Pro. Do you mean, um, sorry, just in communications, do you mean headset to is like to router I or headset I'll, to controllers i'll talk about it briefly um i do a lot of experiments with wi-fi streaming with headsets around yep. each other how they coexist the quest pro is emitting a field of data around itself like a like a weird a weird weird digital grid that's happening that devices are being knocked off from tracking near it um any vr headset the pico 4 the quest 2 um, just a bunch of headsets have tracking issues, communication issues near the Quest Pro. It's very bizarre. I want to know why. Now I'm starting to wonder oh. why the 6E antenna upgrade firmware hasn't been fully implemented yet. There might be some weird Wi-Fi issues. The controllers use Wi-Fi antennas. So maybe there is something happening that they didn't anticipate happening or they, it wasn't tested. Do you mean there's like a cone of silence? Hap I'll, I'll, so a cone of, the cone of silence was a product, if I remember correctly, that was on, uh, not Shark Tank, what's the UK equivalent? Uh, Dragon's Den, where owners of yachts, okay, <laughs> owners of yachts <laughs> yes, wanted to be yes. able to troll their neighbors when they were docked and say, I want internet, but I don't want my neighbors to get internet. Yes. And so is that what the Quest Pro is doing in its, it's Wi-Fi? Is that what you mean? It's like blocking it's the Wi-Fi? It's very bizarre. It, it, it's not allowing data to transmit from just completely external endpoints to each other the way that it should. It's a, I don't know if it's a 6E wireless limitation or some, some kind of... Uh, it, this is very high end testing stuff that I'm dealing with, but it's only happening with the Quest Pro. And I've tried it with two Quest Pros. They don't like to work really well around each other, which got me thinking about the, the AR pass-through videos with Mark Zuckerberg showing himself fencing with somebody else on a Quest Pro. Because now I'm like, wait a minute, how did this work? Because you can't really do this effectively um, around each other. There's a weird emitter that's happening. I don't know what it is. I'm, multiple, I'm still you mean, testing you mean multiple headsets when they're in, in proximity to one another? Oh yeah, it gets really bad. The controllers don't track huh. well. It, it, it's it's bizarre. I've been playing around with it for the last week, um, doing some testing with streaming with headsets, oh. and everything works except the Quest Pro. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is. I don't think anybody's been doing this kind of testing out there. Uh, uh, so I don't know if anyone has similar data, but I'm definitely looking forward to maybe yeah. you know let's signal boost this and see if somebody's having anything with doesn't that. Play with other kits. Yeah, doesn't doesn't it's like it. <laughs> it's really interesting, Jose. And um, you know, I, I always like hearing your your impressions because you're 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 both bought into it, kind of on the spiritual level. Uh, but you also care about the technology and you have a good understanding of the the grounding of, of of how it functions. So especially when you see it, yeah, not playing well with other devices. Yeah. Um, thumbs up here, and you're probably it's onto something. So yeah, it's so bizarre. The the, the Pico Four um, streams perfectly on six E. 
to the computer next to the Quest 2. They can interact the Focus 3. I turn on XR Elite. They all played around each other. Turn on the Pico, uh, the Quest Pro. Everything shuts down. Nothing works around each other. They don't want to stream. The Quest Pro is being choppy. There's no. It, it's it's bizarre. Wow. But yeah, I'm I'm still trying to figure out what it is. Also, shout to my friend Chris Richardson, um, who says "Get Smart" is the origin of the Kona Silence. That is an ancient show. That is so old. I don't mean the the recent like Hollywood wow. reboot. I mean the original is that's way way back. I don't even think they had wireless anything back then. I'll have to check out that um <laughs> amazing oh and thanks uh, thanks jack um so i'm just gonna keep going here but it does seem to me like meta are a little bit in survival mode uh especially with you know facebook going down and meta being the horse that they're backing um and they seem to be bailing water does that mean they'll sink i hope not i really hope not i think they've done a lot of good i know there's like all kinds of <laughs> shitty things that meta as a company have done over the years um, I, I'd like to hope that they can grow out of this and turn into something a bit better and not turn into IOI. You know, like, I really hope that that's not their future. They're not so, going to disappear. I was yeah, about, you know, it's out. really funny that you said that about IOI, because I was just, I was earlier going to make a joke about that. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I feel that meta will be IOI. IOI <laughs> is, is the oasis, right? The people that are f trying to free that world are the ones that are against IOI, but if there's no IOI, there will be no metaverse. There will be no Oasis. So there will be no, know I that. feel like. I yeah. don't know that. Does it have to be, do the reins have to be held by a single company? I don't know. It'll like from like a standards, internet. open standards. Yeah, exactly. So the, the internet itself is, yeah, it is, like is a feeding it's not owned. Yeah. No, but the thing about the internet, like to even someone like me, the, even though the internet is like 60% Amazon servers, but <laughs> <laughs> I knew Jose was going to say so, something. But, you know, but that's what I'm trying to say. It's like it, if, if Meta wants to say, hey, look, we'll just build all the infrastructure of the internet. Let them, as long as they're successful on that and then we can do whatever we want, let them become IOI. You know, like, yeah. It, it, it's kind of crazy when you, when you look at things like um, the dark side of the internet, like separate servers that are interconnected like dark web and you know the internet as we know it is like the happy plates right but there are other layers to this to this like sandwich that many people don't interface with i'm sure jose does knowing what we know about him and all the usb devices he knows but um you, you know like there, there are different ecosystems out there and it's not about just the meta coupling or the apple one or the you know it, it's it's a little bit, bit about where we're headed with this and this is where I have to sing a little bit of a song of caution, a cautionary tale. So I'm going to hearken back. People generally, and 85% of you are going to be like, please don't talk about the Oculus Go. I'm going to talk Go just for a little bit, just a couple of sentences. And there's a reason, oh. okay? <laughs> Meanwhile, Jose raps to it. Um, you know, when you hear elders saying that history repeats itself, and it kind of falls on deaf ears as you're a teenager, and then you get older and you go, Oh, shit, they were right. You know, I, I should be worried about this thing or that thing. Um, and you're like, do I have enough time left in my life to correct it for the next generation? And it kind of feels like passing hot coals from one to another. Well, I'm having that feeling with Meta right now. And I say that because I spoke before about how my face your fears content uh, had just up and left, i.e. there were two demo rooms and then all the DLC content just gone. Um, and lately I checked it out. I was checking out the dispatch uh, title, which is like this immersive entertainment. You're like a 911 operator. Um, and it's one of the most like uh, soul 
clenching, gripping uh, interactive experiences that I've had in VR. It was this daunting little project with um, a wonderful like visual like nodes. Uh, so a person was almost like a stick figure, but drawn with nodes in this like mesh, this like 3D mesh. This was a project from Here Be Dragons and a great UK dev uh, called 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 Nick, um, who goes by Red of Paw, who who kind of built this thing together. And I've always yearned for more like that, um, just to give people an impression of what Dispatch meant to me. The top comment on the Oculus Store still. I'm kind of surprised that the Oculus Go page is still up and active. There's a great quote here, and I'll just call that out. Uh, someone called Sam says, one of my favorite apps, and this is about Dispatch, incredible concept, executed flawlessly, each episode built on the emotion left in the previous episode, creating an encaptivating experience that left me wanting more. Expansion episodes are worth the buy. They're only like two bucks each, I remember. And I hope to see episodes added in the future. And we didn't get extra episodes, but the ones that were there are gone. They're taken away. And so... This is this is the cliff notes, OK? Meta appear to be very happy to kill a device off. We've seen it with Go. We've seen it with Rift S. We're seeing it with Quest 1 this year. Um, they're happy to kill a game off, right? And they're also happy to kill your digital media with very little forewarning. And so this is my this is my point, right? What you pay for, you get today and maybe tomorrow. But realize that it's probably not going to be here 10 years from now, right? When you get those nostalgic feelings and you're like, you want to come back and revisit. Nope, server's going to be offline. And that ditched denim jacket embroidered with Henry's cute little face that you bought from the Meta store, that's gone, right? You paid your money, you got it for a time period, you rented it basically, and then the jacket evaporated. So that's where I feel like Meta is now. And for me, my trust level with them is like, oh, you're, you're selling temporary goods. That's what you're selling. At least we know we can look each other in the eye and say, you are selling temporary goods, whether it be software or hardware or digital assets. And that's all you can kind of really believe in, you know? Or stock. So, there, there, or stock. Howdy, yeah. you have had Literally. so many good jokes this podcast, man. It's like, so good. You're killing it. That's my job. Software, yeah, yeah treat, treat, expect a software company to act like a software company. They're, 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 that's exactly what I meant by the IO9 stuff. It's like they will, they, Mark Zuckerberg does not want a gaming company. He's, he said it. He's nobody, the, the expectations versus what they're saying are at odds. Like it, it, it's, it, it's, we, people have to accept that the Oculus, what, what they were selling back in the day, that's not Boz. Boz nope. has no intention of building a gaming company. They're a metaverse company. They're building the, foundation for the future internet you want vr games go to playstation i've been saying this they're 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 yeah. they've 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 earned it kills me, that man. reputation yeah it, it kills me because like we were talking about that emulator the other day right where you could clone an actual physical cartridge into the digital realm and go play your snes game or your n64 game and be like oh yeah Sorry, I know North Americans, you, you call it SNES, but it's an Irish thing. Yes. Call it a SNES. <laughs> You're like, what, what's a SNES? Is that some kind of no, I know illness? <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, going back to games you used to play, like there was a sense of ownership there and like yeah. having something that had that permanence to it. I definitely want that when I when I have games. And I, I was really nervous early, early on with Steam. Steam I remember yeah. with the digital assets there, I was like, how long is this going to last before they fall over? I'm glad mm -hmm. they haven't. If they did, 2,000 games are gone overnight, right? 
But also remember what made people fall in love with, with Steam's proposition. And I remember when Steam came out and I remember they I remember I don't remember if they changed the clause, but I remember when you made the account and this is when Steam yep. released with Half-Life, I, I remember, remember they had like a clause where they were like, oh, your digital distribution, if something happens to us, your licensee will get sold to a company. Like they had a backup plan to yes. ensure that there was licensing for this. And I remember that being the switch that made me go like, okay, I trust them. I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I remember, God, I remember Steam back in its green days. You remember what it was that like murky green color? Murky green, um, yeah. And we were going between like cork uh lands at the time playing counter-strike with my buddies but um man good times good times yeah. i'm just gonna say that and before we get too far away from it um I, I wanted to say if you like the sound of what dispatch was and you want to experience that yourself even if you can't right now uh in this way um there is a film that does a very very good job of giving you the same emotional landscape uh with jake yellenhall uh, called The Guilty. The Guilty. Uh, check mm -hmm. that out. It's on Netflix. Before Netflix rolls out their pay $7.99 if you're sharing an account, <laughs> go watch The Guilty. Uh, I recommend it. It's similar tension and story elements, which make you feel a little bit of discomfort and ultimately... It's a remake, right. by the way. It's not the original. The original is, I think, Good. a Spanish I movie, I think. <sighs> Always the best ones. Um, what's the I, other one I, like I, that? I think so, because I saw Daniel the original. Sky. That's yeah. another one like that. Yeah. Uh, you, you I'm saw not, the original. I'm not sure. Know there was I, original. I, I, saw, I saw them both. I saw them both. Okay. Yeah. Which one did you like more? I'm curious. Uh, I think the the Jake Gyllenhaal one was actually the best one. I think. Can't, yeah. can't go wrong with Jake. He's he, <laughs> man. I, I I went on a binge recently. I watched like ten of his movies. He's just bulletproof, dude. He does a great job. Anyway, so that's on the film side of things. Um, but you know, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Right? You have a meta, you request whatever. Meta is still cultivating plenty of emotionally gripping VR content like the Oreoverse <laughs> in celebration. Please roll this one, Rowdy in celebration of a new Oreo product, the most Oreo Oreo. Like, I don't even know what it is. There's a metaverse experience accessible on MetaQuest 2 and pro that features cookie themed games for a chance to win 50,000 US dollars. I, I, I can't even fathom all of this. We need more money in VR. That's why, I, you know, like if, if, if they spend enough money in VR, then people will eventually buy their product. I just want to know where that 50,000 is coming from. And you know, it's coming from the servers for Echo. <laughs> just, like, like, seriously, where the fuck? All right. So operating under the cringy tagline of dunk into the Oreoverse, both Martha Stewart. Yes, the Martha Stewart you've no, and maybe don't love. And Ryan McAllister streamed this on January 30th, and it looked like a train wreck. And I love it. Rowdy, what you're showing now is great. Oh it's just incredible. Um, but even how they recorded it, why is it recorded on this, like... No, this is someone's TikTok. This okay, is like, okay. This YouTube short, right? This is not... <laughs> All right, I was like, wow, like, is this the video they're using to promote this? Okay, but this is how people see it. This is the point. Fucking nobody... I'm not going to say nobody but very few people are going to have gone into horizon experience. Just the same thing like they did with Wendy's and the Wendy's oh, promotion days. and the Wendy verse, the Oreo verse. The, oh. It highlights the capture, the capture situation. That's the problem is like, you can't capture what's the point of building all these amazing horizon metaverse, you know, set pieces. If you can't take a picture of them properly record yourself, it's like, Hey, look at me at four frames per second. It, it, it's, it's. <laughs> so, 
you might want to be asking what's in the Oreoverse, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. There are games ranging from stack stuff, where fans will build the most Oreo Oreo cookie, to rocket stuff, where fans will inflate the most Oreo Oreo cookie. But that's it. If if you read like the, I mean, I don't know if this news agency. I mean, they will probably pay to write this. But if you read the caption line, incredible stuff awaits. The Oreo brand's most playful cookie ever twists open the most playful world ever. Like, what What do you mean? Like, no. Just no. Just go home. <laughs> go back off. Listen, I only, the, I, oh, every time man. I enter, I only enter the metaverse to get double stuff Oreos. So that's all I do. Listen. <laughs> it doesn't make any Who's sense. Who's waiting for this? Who, Who's waiting for this? Why are they paying these people? Right? Why, why are we paying 81-year-old Martha Stewart to flog Horizon <laughs> Worlds? To, why? See, you're, you're, let's not turn this let's into a one-hour target audience. Let, <laughs> but it, it's, 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 it's the lack of, of people talking about this properly. Only, only the executives very high up, they want to get involved in this space and... That 81-year-old Martha Stewart's agent is the only one who happens to have a social account that goes metaverse. And they find whoever has money. It's, just, it's yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 as, a, as a shareholder, that kind of stuff being in the news in parallel to the zero-G floating gorilla in the room, which is Echo VR being sunset, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. now, to me is... It's awful. It's awful. I see that and I go, you guys don't know the fuck where you're going. Pardon me. Well, hold on. Hold on. It's like, like cause, cause I'm so confused about this. Is Facebook or Meta, whatever they're called, are they paying Oreo? Because my impression of seeing this is Oreo is paying Facebook to use it's it. Got yeah. It's Reality Labs. Okay. It's their division. Okay, they're building Metaverse worlds. Fair Whoa. enough. You're this is Reality right. Labs. <laughs> Well, their their division for the ads on the under digital world layer, they probably okay. seek out and say, "Hey, who has money? We'll build you this something really cool." And then an investor sees it, and goes like, "Oh, this is incredible! My, you know, my investors mm-hmm. will like this and sign it off." And then they show a video. I'm- they're so disconnected from this. They're they don't expect people to try this. They know this. This is to impress a eighty five year old super high up <laughs> advertiser owner for Oreos and he sees this video and goes like oh the youngins are loving this <laughs> yeah but that's, <laughs> that's it but they're not they're not saying that no one's saying that i, yeah, I guarantee you no problem. one is saying that they'll see the footfall in the traffic and they'll say this didn't work this wasn't worth the, the grand that we put the prize yeah no but, way but don't tell the, me that that's the scary part is that they they fl- they they fluff up the the user base of the the oculus platform with horizon users that's why they're so interconnected so advertisers don't see the actual viewership they only see the connected amount so they get conflated it's this is you know how number this is how magic money gets printed yeah. in advertising but right and i'm falling into their trap here i know that right but i had to say this because the whole point is big name person big name brand metaverse magic word here let's make money right and yeah. they, they do these fluff articles to just garner attention because they're kind of dumb. And then people post them on their socials and boom, it's, you know, instead of a marketing budget, oh, that's my marketing spent and I'm sorted. I don't have to put it on buses. I get that. I just see it as a sin. I see this as such it a is. sin. And I get I'm really emotionally is. into yeah. it. Like I do get yeah. wrapped into it because I want to see Meta as a company 
fix their stuff and succeed and not put money into this and and just never put money into this. Like you can do stupid right. stuff as a company. It's fine. And do but stupid still, marketing I mean, campaigns, but. But uh, still, you you did a six hour live stream in the Oreo verse, right? <laughs> no, I did not. Me meanwhile, Mark Zuckerberg is like in, in is like fighting like UFC fighters in in virtual avatars. I don't know if you guys saw that video floating no. around. No. Oh yeah, there's like a video of what? ESPN where Mark Zuckerberg is UFC fighting in motion capture suit, and he's grappling. I don't know if they're setting he's up a like wrestler. a wrestler. Yeah, he wrestles. Like a, like I don't know if they're setting up like a MMA verse or UFC verse or something like that. Okay. But he's been he's been fighting. I don't know if he's gonna go pro or something <sighs> or make his own they game. Do, they they should do they do MMA verse. They should, should do like a slap first, Listen, you know, with with the I'll slaps, have... so you can like slap. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm, I'm so awesome. down for a slap verse. All, All right. I'm saying is. That, like I don't want to talk about Meta in, a, in any disparaging way because Zuckerberg's getting jacked. I am telling you, he's gonna start. He's gonna start. He's gonna start defending Meta himself personally with his fists. And I, I, listen, I don't want that smoke. I'm good. I'm good. I saw too close video. out there in California, right? I come, yeah. come to beat down your door, right? Nah, man. I'm good. I don't want to. I don't want to get Figure Four <sighs> leg locked by Mark Zuckerberg. You see what happens? We need the we need Adam's balance here and her chainsaws yeah. to cut us down a step. All right, she just so, add chainsaws to the mix here. You know, like, it's not it'll like... make it better. It'll make it better. Um, so right, let's let's talk about this like floating gorilla in the room, which is which is Echo. Um, Ready at Dawn made an awesome spinoff game, uh, which released back in 2017, uh, and really, uh, it's been one of the steadfast solid esports games i'll just repeat that because i know we had a little bit of a disconnection there so Sorry ready at dawn that. made no i think it was anyway um ready at dawn made an awesome spin-off game which released back in 2017 and it's like it's 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 one of these like steadfast esport games i remember being there you know show floor um oc4 5 and stuff and they were really pushing esports uh with you know both oculus and facebook at the time and it was awesome to see the future of what this might be like. Um, I knew it was probably 10 years too early, but Echo is one of those games, you know, so it's really neat. Um, and unfortunately, right, we 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 got report that Echo VR is going to be shut down um, from August 1st, uh, 2023. So August 1st this year, service and services uh, will shut down, preventing any further play. Um, and the lead decision of this uh, is pointed to CTO Andrew Bosworth or Boz, um, who remarked that these resources could be put to use other use cases that I think <laughs> will be useful to now tens. Yeah, the, I hope not. Uh, tens of millions of people who are on VR, right? So he's got. He's like, we're gonna, we're gonna, and this is this is a difficult message. You're like, I'm gonna take away the thing you love and I give you something else. What's the something else, Boz? I can't tell you. Right. So that's not an easy message, even if he says we're going to give you Echo 2. Right. Like, we don't know. Um, Boz went on to say in an AMA that came later, uh, which, I, which I thought he was very eloquent in the way he defended. And there's, there's this whole chain of events um, that, have, that have happened since, subsequently. And I know a lot of different uh, big VR people have covered it. But Carmack had chimed in uh, and had mentioned to Boz his position and, you know, wouldn't have made the decision to shut down Echo VR. Um, so I just wanted to call out 
Boz's kind of rebuttal to that. So we had basically an announcement that the game was going to end. Big deal for a lot of VR people. Um, people who I know from early days when Rift was just kind of taking off in particular. Then we had um, responses from that of Carmack, a bunch of creators, people like Sonia Haskins, um, you know, making comments about this. And I think they're the right voices to be talking about it, to say, you shouldn't shut it down. Why are we shutting it down? And then Boz comes out with an AMA and answered a bunch of tough questions that were put to him. Um, and, and he answered this, right? I just cut out a little bit. He said, what happened here? Well, we have a game. We loved it. And it was a huge part of the evolution of virtual reality multiplayer, a community-based game, a game that had esports potential. And we kept it going for a long time. The Ready at Dawn team was really proud of it, understandably, and then ultimately it just dwindled, right? And the, the number of players that they had, uh, when they were saying that there was somewhere in the range of 10,000 people playing it, if that's an active count, I'm kind of surprised. I, I, I'm surprised it's still around at that level. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about you guys' reactions in terms of what are the options when a game that is a service, has servers humming in the background, how long can that last? I mean, at some point, you got to turn the, the servers off, right? It, they have been going several years, so I see Boss's point there. It is a sore spot for people who are currently active on it. And if there were only 100 people on it, you'd say, OK, I'll pull the server cost. You know, if I'm paying X amount of money for that, I'll pull it. But what if it's 500 people? What if it's 2,000? Like, where? at what point do you pull the trigger? Who gets to choose? You can all scale that kind down of the servers, right? You can just right. have it run on a single server. Can't be that much. And and to the point that Carmack made, he's like, why don't you as a company just put it on the shoulders of a single engineer? Like, give one person to keep it running, keep the lights on. I don't know. They've decided not to do that. But I think it's it's tied into what Meta's doing this year. They're trying to strip out all the costs. As I said, it goes back to they're in survival mode and anything that's not generating return on the income has to go. Otherwise, the ship sinks is what I'm sensing as a shareholder. But... I'm curious. I mean, this is a general problem we've had in flat games as well, where I remember when Grid went offline, I was super happy with Grid and online multiplayer. And then, I don't know, eight years later, mm. they're like, oh, can't play that anymore. How do you guys respond to this? I mean, Rowdy, you were there. You saw these, you know, esports players in the flesh yeah. as well. Like, I mean, those guys must be. Devastated. I wouldn't be surprised if they're sobbing. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. I'd be sobbing. You know? Yeah. I, th I mean, I, I think I agree with uh, with Carmack's statement. You know, like there's no reason for taking this offline. I think I think not. Like uh, putting like even a single server and a single person maintaining that server, or maybe not even a single person, but just having a server up and then like seeing if it breaks. You know, then you put someone on there, or whatever. Like you know, minimal, absolutely minimal support for this, and then sometimes it will work, sometimes it will not. You know, so be it. But like. Uh, yeah. It's Twitter then, right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe that's that already happened. That's the thing. Maybe that's, that could have already thinking. been. I, I I'm suspicious. Um, Echo Echo VR kind of has remained stagnant. To be quite honest, um, I have a lot of respect for what it did, for what it was. It's a boring game compared to newer esports games, newer newer titles. It introduced a lot of cool mechanics. Um, it's going to be. I do agree that they should have added offline. Oh, regardless of that, regardless server. of that, like, yeah. like if, if you look at, for example, I know, Quake, let, let's stick with the, with the Carmen example. 
there were way more newer and more awesome games that were being released. But exactly. what you're doing is you're stripping down a community. That community could move on to... So they're losing customers here. No matter what they do, they're going to lose customers. These are people that are very invested in this particular game. They like, they can jump to a different game. They can jump to a cooler game or a nice or a newer option game. B. Go to uh, Carmax yeah. Option B, which was sell the rights or let the team go. Right, let them spin it's, off into their own thing if yeah. they want to back it. Right, but maybe, and again, I'm not. I am certainly not on a witch hunt against Boss or whatever. He's now the guy, and all the fingers point to him, so he's going to take a lot of blame, no matter what, which way this goes. Um, but why, why not? You know, maybe Ready at Dawn didn't want its engineers. Maybe they didn't want to go with the game. That, that's very possible. It's yes. like I want to build the new exciting thing. So. It, and they said it in the post. Here. Ready, at, Ready at Dawn. The post says it, that Ready at Dawn is working on something. They're there's they're yeah. they're 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 specifically telling Meta we don't want to put in these resources to to support this. And now you're asking the platform to support something that they already have resources that are taking off, like Gorilla Tag, Pop One. Why would they? Why would you tell them, hey, put money on something that, to be honest, is dwindling down? There's no interest. If there was interest, we would be seeing independent esports or tournaments happening. Like, what's the last echo? Like, I, like that's I, I love Sonia. Sonia's, yeah. Sonia's a homie, and I had this conversation with her, and it was it was exactly that. I was like, when's the last big echo tournament in the last three years, four years, five years? Why does it have to be that? Going back to Rowdy's analogy, like mm -hmm. I I played Quake every year of my life i think since quake it came didn't out. have an official server quake quake was <laughs> offline land-based game it allows exactly. it to continue on but that's what i'm saying why wouldn't they code it in a way that and this is this goes exactly back to face your fears and dispatch yep. if mm -hmm. you can code it in a way and arrange with between the company who's the platforms who's hosting and the development team you don't just cut it off and say i'm yeah, not going to develop it anymore you roll it off what you do is you develop it in a way you say you want to play it fine you're brad you're gonna to have to host it and Jose's gonna to have to host it right and then yeah. the the two people are gonna exactly. are gonna do peer-to-peer -peer networking or whatever and get your matches yeah. let the community support it and, and and all that but why does it have to run maybe it's so engineered around server-based hosting that they couldn't maybe i think i i i sometimes i don't know i kind of always look at it from a very very like most basic Answer is usually the most obvious one. And for me, what I'm thinking is there Ready at Dawn said, hey, we're making something better. And I don't like the idea of a community that's very feverishly in love with something we created to compete with us. So let's kill it. Let's put the resources of something that's going to be able to appease but, that audience with something but, better. But the, the thing is, if if the community is not going to jump on that next title then from Ready at Dawn, because we they're, they're going to be like, well, no, why would you invest time and effort? And like, if you're asking oh, me, I spent All years of my life on playing servers every day. And that game keeps making money. Fortnite shuts course, down their previous course. seasons. The, like, Ready at Dawn is not, you know, the same company there. Like they don't have that same user base, you know, like. They don't I, have the best that's, that's why the they're going to pull the data. They're not, they're not going to cannibalize exactly. their user base. But I'm base. telling you now, if. It's a great if, triangle, guys. If, if, if they damage the community, <laughs> this. the small community they have, then I think that they're going to screw themselves over in the long term because I am like, I am yeah. not going to invest in a game, my time, my effort, if I know that three years down the line, it might not be playable anymore. That's true. Absolutely. Like, why true. would I do that? But I am, it's yeah. so funny because I, I really do see us as in a triangle right now because Rowdy, 
I, I don't agree with the internet has a long form memory um, be, because gamers, when there's, when there's something out there, the second 10 people are playing it. If it looks good to you, they move away. It. People just, of course, of course. I, I just don't, I don't see it's someone, about a relationship. I agree with that. And that's why I have such a problem and it has nothing to do with echo and it has nothing right. to do with anything, but how do you engineer a product for the end of its life cycle. They are ignoring that. They ignored yeah. it with, with Gear VR. They ignored it with Go. Yeah. Go. The only thing that saved Go was Carmack saying, let's open source this so it, the baby doesn't die. Yes. There's no one at the moment advocating for end of life. It seems like Facebook, all they have known is how to grow, how to get bigger, how to go, go, go. And when it comes to end of life, nice they point. just drop off a cliff. They're like, oh, it's oops. It just they know how to Oculus Go. But they don't they know, know how the Oculus software, Yeah, I've been. I don't know if you. I I don't know. I've been having a lot of conversations on Twitter and spirited conversations about the, about the like the possibilities of this being done. But they have a they have Horizons, right? They have a Metaverse app. We have seen Lakusa has proven what VR chat can do. Yeah. What happens if Horizon puts creates or gets to a point where they have a platform like VR chat, and all of a sudden they open up a world that is pretty much just Echo Arena. Can I, right. can I like say something here? Verse. I, I've right. been a server host for most of the time I've had a computer and an internet uh, signal. Why don't we have something like Folding at Home, the SETI Folding at Home program, which would use a net of computers, 10% yeah. processing power. And, and why can't we, like the buzz I get as a server host is, hey, there's five people racing on a set of course, uh, some track, you know, they're, they're racing two buddies racing through Italy. They're just sitting on my box doing it. Why am I paying for the electricity, the energy? Because I know someone else out there is having a fucking good time and I don't mind paying that bill. There's so many nerds out there with computers that, that, that exceed their needs <laughs> with idle time. Just do that. Crowdsource it and let's have an interface like an API where people can set their games up and allow them to run. Let the people run for the people, come on, we need I'm that. I'm ready, I'm convinced. F-Reality Internet service, let's get to it. Let's, <laughs> let's build it. F-Reality oh. Internet coming soon. Bring, bring your Netflix. games. Keep your games Keep alive. <laughs> no, not cheaper than Netflix now, man. Capitalism, we're charging. <laughs> yeah, we got a piece of money. I'm killing all the servers. You know, like, <laughs> I'm going to be worse than Boz. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Our future is, is glim. Or, um, <laughs> look, look. They're not the only one. Echo is not the only one. I wanted to say yeah, this because it made like so much little news onward, I, right? I want to say this real quick to, Ooh, to add at the real that, that tidbit. I got to show like respect to Boz. Like one thing that I got to say is that hmm. Carmack, one thing that I love about Carmack is that I love his speeches when he talks it, but he never, Carmack had very specific things he liked to address. He never kind of hmm. like went forward to controversy where Boz is straight up, putting his face out there, answering difficult questions immediately after they come in, which is whether you like them or not, it's dope to see. I, I don't like what they, I don't like their decision. I just yep. like that, that, you know, that they're, you know, they're up not front. avoiding the question. They're not. Yeah. They're agree. About it. It's like, hey, with, I killed it. I absolutely agree with you there. And we have a face. You have a throat to choke, so to speak. Right. And that's, yeah, that takes balls. It takes some cojones. And they can fight so, back. They're training, they're training and they can fight back too. <laughs> I'm just saying. And, and for boss, right? Like the, the only thing that I, don't like is I feel it's a little either he's just very eloquent over the years built it up or he's going through his like PR and legal team which I think is what it is because an AMA like the engine that I imagine is message comes in 
Boz drafts response goes through legal team or whomever else then gets posted. You know what I mean? Like that's how yep. it feels. And I also feel like the words that came back were a little bit of flowery poetry and a mm-hmm. little bit of, Oh, it's our game. And I know, and I love this and I don't buy it. I don't, I don't yeah, buy his whole like, message. It feels a little bit like, like the, he's he has like the legal team right there too. He has his legal team much more closer than probably Carmack did. But that's safe. Review his questions. It is yeah. safe. It does allow us to ask tough questions. It allows him to answer tough questions. So because I don't have a better system of operating, I agree with you, Jose. I think mm-hmm. we should at least applaud a little bit Boz and Meta for doing that, because I'll tell you what, a few years ago, six, seven years ago, we had there was nobody, no face person after Palmer Lucky went away. That was it. We were just blank. You remember those years, Rowdy? I mean, we had there was no conversation. So conversation is better than none. We'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, onward, onward support is also going away. July 31st for Quest One. Just quest one. OK, so don't get too nervous. But again, I do feel like that fuse of the allowable, you know, how quickly will consumers get their pitchforks out? That fuse has gotten so much shorter more recently. And I th- and I don't think it's necessarily we have naturally just gotten shorter attention spans. I don't think that's not not, not it. I think companies have been tightening their belts and honestly, they just don't want to pay as much. So. You know, those those timelines get shorter. They get to call the shots. There's no vote. It's just them. So, well, I hope these the studios that Meta's bought up. This is my kind of final point on this this notion. Um, I hope that the studios that Meta's bought up aren't the violinists that are going down with the Titanic. Uh, but that could be a future. You know, it, it could be a year from now. Meta's gone and all of your libraries are gone and your headsets don't work. And I, that's why I hope they steer clear of that. They're, they've got a huge amount of capital. I think they're going to be fine. But what I'm seeing from them on the corporate side says that they are bailing water right now. And so I think it's just worth recognizing that and understanding their decisions to that extent. OK, so now I've beaten up Meta a lot. Let's give them some applause. A couple of small things that I wanted to talk about. Oculus touch. So, so Oculus Meta Quest touch panels are coming to the interface in version 55 of the OS. Uh, this is kind of interesting. So for, for ages, we've been able to point with a laser and soon because you have your hands and hand tracking works brilliantly in a quest, you'll be able to drag with your finger and pick a game with your finger since version 55. It's currently v- V49 that's out there in the wild. Um, so that's one cool thing that's coming. And the other thing that's snuck in here, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I, I didn't know this. Um, in your MetaQuest home environment, right, where you see the mirror and you can pick out your swanky clothing and you can buy your digital pants, even though you still don't have any legs. What's that about? Um, you can ha- invite someone to your room. I was able to get my dad to join me in my space so I could see his avatar. He could see me before we then decided to go off and play golf plus. So obviously the way Meta's thinking is, ah, these guys play golf plus sell him a golf plus Jersey. So he looks like he's right and ready for his golf game. And I got to say, there's a little twinge that says, Hey, do that. But then I remember, I remember dispatch and I remember face your fears. And they're like, please. They're like the fallen heroes. They're like, remember us. And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> buying a feckin' jersey as much as I want to support Golf Plus. No way, because that thing's going to live a year or two and then it'll just be inoperable. I've seen what they do with their home environments. But I have to say, being able to invite people over to your house, virtually your virtual environment, even though it's not customizable or anything, um, you know, you select from pre- prefixed options and then that's it. There's no interactivity in that environment. Having another person there. Yay. <laughs> Great. 
we've got that again. It feels like it's been a long time. So step in the right direction. Anyway. For sure. Uh, on that page, uh, Rowdy, there's um, something on the, it's the V50 update. And I wanted to show the uh, picture of the freebies that Meta was showing and just, just call a couple of them out. So if you buy a Quest 2, right, between February 5th and June 17th, you're getting two games. You're getting Golf Plus and Space Pirate Trainer. Space Pirate Trainer comes with Space Pirate Arena, which is really cool. Golf Plus is a fantastic social game. It's really, really good. I've enjoyed it loads. Um, I think their DLC is way overpriced, like $15 for a track and stuff is ridiculous. But um, and, and now I'm not buying any more. I've said no more because because uh, of the whole meta thing. But the freebies, the free content that you can see, uh, there's a big grid of these these titles that show uh, scroll down on the page um, on the morning you wake to the end of the world for anyone who wasn't already shaken by, you know, last year's uh, Russia invasion of Ukraine. Go experience that on the morning you wake to the end of the world is crazy. It's about this thing that happened in Hawaii about a false alarm for a nuclear strike. Uh, it will make you feel really unsettled. Also, The Under Presents is a great title, Mission ISS, and Henry. These are all classics, right? Things that you should definitely check out and um, I recommend. So if, if, you, if you are in for freebies, if you're biding your time before PSVR 2, you're just waiting for more quest content, those are things that you want to do. But anyway, that's enough of things getting wound down, seas of fans left, left sobbing, and code bases crawling into their hastily dug graves. Um, let's move it over to our spiritual leader, Jose. He's going to turn that frown upside down. Oh, boy. He's like a firefighter chopping through the scorched wood to bring us our prized pooch from the flames. And as long as you don't call out vet VR, I'm fine, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I am. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, what have you got for our eager players this time around? All right. So I'm, I'm going to call this one. Man, I, I should have definitely uh, had something more fitting the theme. But I decided to have a little pew pew roundup this week. Um, a lot of shooters. Um, so I decided to highlight three shooters that stood out to me. Upcoming first one is Gun Jam, hitting it strong. Um, it is a beat rhythm shooter. Um, it it is a lot like uh, Pistol Whip. Um, it's not like it, it's the better you shoot to the beat, the better you kill. I haven't played it yet. Okay. Releases on February 16. This is what Quest last two, uh, oh. Quest Two and PC VR. Okay, so it's uh, yeah. it is going to be so, a quest. Cool. I believe so. It's yeah. like an Unreal so Tournament. It, it looks like a real tournament. Yeah, it's so sick. Uh, it's what? 25 bucks. Uh, it's about 20 pounds. Wow. What was this game called again? It is called Gun Jam. God, that like we were just talking Quake and, and now with the UT feel like this one, oh. I'm in. I'm in already. Oh, I want that. Trust me. It, we're, we're, this is all going to Dude. to ins very inspired from from the is, thousands and the 90s. And it's in, is it in, the, in VR? Because like that gameplay that I saw, like it looked like it was uh, just regular. So there is there. It is VR. The VR mode. I cool. believe so. Let me make sure of this. It's weird, right? Because now I'm looking at the, the gameplay video. It is on the Steam VR. I do see the link here, but it does look like a 2D gameplay. Maybe I just will well, share a different link. That's fine. It looks yeah, I, I haven't next. received your links, but I'm just uh, looking yeah. at Google. Yeah. yeah. Up that's next okay. is Drop Dead, the cabin VR. Ooh. 
that one it looks interesting and the, and, the, and the reason that that uh that i'm really glad that i added this one to the list is because we're talking about bringing in people to the horizon world and being able to see your character and stats it looks like it's using the same uh character avatar system yep. i'm not sure if you'll be able to import it but it's kind of dope that we're starting to see now you know the avatars going into actual shooters and just seeing different mechanics but this one is a haunted shooter it looks like uh let's see it takes players to survive in a night haunted with the undead. You're stuck in more than it seems. It doesn't even say what it is. I hate game promos that don't really tell you what you're doing. It's a co-op wave procedural. It's just a wave shooter. Yeah. yeah, but you can do it. As you, as you said, the thing that caught us, and I remember Rowdy calling this out, the kind of disparity between the meta avatar and this like zombie apocalypse environment yeah. was like, it's going to feel right. I mean, maybe it'll feel OK. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm curious to see if it works out. And the co-op side of it is kind of cool. Drop Dead, the original mm -hmm. um, game, I remember playing that on. Was that Quest One? Maybe it was Quest One game. I think there was. I think the original Drop Dead was on on Go, if I'm not mistaken. And then Quest One had it. Um, oh. And there was a there was a co-op version that then came out, which was good fun. So this looks like just a, you know, they're just maturing. As a team, they're yep. giving us something That's new. Awesome. Look forward to doing yeah, that. Like, yes. I've said this before, but that, that contrast between those two, they could so easily fix that <laughs> if they would do like, you know, like a layer over between your Damn avatar it. and your, yeah, yeah. just have oh, like, you, yes. you, you're still you, hey, you're still your avatar, but there's like a skin over it that makes it a little bit grayer or darker muddy or, or something yeah. muddy. Yeah, like something yeah, so that doesn't, doesn't look so Grunge it up, it up a different. bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Smart. Yep. So that's February 16th, $22 US, eight, about 18 pounds. Cool. And the last one I have, which I love it because it reminds me a lot of GoldenEye for the GameCube, um, it's Dix District Steel. It's a PC VR game, also releasing on February 16th. Uh, it's $20 US, about 16 pounds. And it pretty much looks like 007 for the GameCube. A lot of like 90s-esque first-person shooter vibes. The weird gameplay, not graphics, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, honestly, the graphics too, which is really bizarre, right? The the the, the tonal, oh, yeah. just empty corridor space. Boxes. Yes, just very box graphics, which is very oh, yeah. bizarre because I never realized how older 90s and older shooters have a better representation of warehouses than modern games modern, modern games they kind of like apple just to have so much visual stuff like no warehouse has that many piping just smoking <laughs> air and it's just so it's really cool it's a straightforward shooter uh releases on the 16th 20 us 16 pounds and yeah just a pew pew roundup for you guys before psvr2 so that I didn't want to like bombard Dude. with all the releases everybody's looking forward. So that is nice. Yeah. I'm going to add a little sweetener there. Those are all, all three look good to me. So I'm a big FPS guy though. So maybe Heck it's, yeah, um, maybe it's me. Um, I saw an update there midweek just as a, as a kind of a mention to tag on uh, breachers 1.4. So breachers is the game mm -hmm. that you sideload to your quest. They brought flashbangs to the game. And I think that will make it really an, add an extra level of fun to the already breach and shoot uh classic for quest that was that was excellent dude um what was uh can you just did, can you just give me uh the names again um just for absolutely those. so <laughs> first one up was gun jam releasing february 16th after that was drop dead the cabin vr hmm. february 16th and also and the 
District Steel. District Steel. And that's District, yeah. District Steel. Steel. That's the one. That's that's that, that's the fun one. Dude, well, thank um, you, I'll, Jose. I'll fun, but yeah. Yeah, those those look great, especially that first one. I hope that it really is VR because I <laughs> I yeah, really like. I'll those. definitely make sure of that I'm like figuring out here because I'm looking at the video too. It's like, wait a minute, was this uh, a? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll I got to tell you one one thing that I saw during the week, which isn't VR, but I can want it. Uh, is called um, uh, Pacific Drive. It's like a procedural. You're driving hmm. like a Mad Max style car, and you you put. Like you're putting sides of the door on, you're fueling your ride, you're changing the the tires and wheels of the of the vehicle, and you're driving, you're trying to survive, and it's got a bit of a escape from Chernerus vibe for anyone who knows Arma, where like you're here, you need to get there and get out and survive the the journey, and it has all kinds of like. Anyway, it's not a VR game. I don't want to fluff people up on this, but it looked really uh-huh. sick. So um, I just saw it and I was like, oh, man, you're like grinding. St-. It just has that Mad Max feel. And like, we need a game like that in VR. And we were begging and exchanging with the um, uh, with the devs on Reddit, like, please do this. And they're like, we'd love to do it, but we're not doing it right now. Don't get your hopes up. Um, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. Three years from now. Come on. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Bring it to PS VR 2. Um, so, yeah, that is that. Um, well, chat. We have stayed our our, our long welcome, <laughs> over welcome <laughs> here. Uh, if you got anything to get off your chests, do it now, please. Um, I'm gonna run the show times here. So, F Reality Podcast is live every other Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. We broadcast from 10 a.m. in Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. in the UK. We do have an audio version, just testing some special things there today. See if we can make that even sweeter. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes is where you'll find us over there. Let us know in the comments to the video if you're watching this back, what'd you think? Share with your friends. And if you're enjoying it, we'll come back and listen anytime. Um, so chat have said all kinds of nice things uh, today. I, 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 I'm afraid I haven't been able to catch many of them. Um, I saw Damer's there, an old buddy of mine saying evening from Tower of London. Um, he's working away for doing tech for uh, guests going into headsets there. So thank you from uh, from London. Hello to London. And um, yeah, if you got anything else to get off your chest, please do. Gentlemen, before we wrap up and God, get some lunch or something. Um, you guys got anything else you want to call out for the, uh, the next show that we've got? I don't think anything in particular. Uh, I mean, I, I am curious because I know your wife is a big uh, a Harry Potter fan, right? That's Mike's wife. Mike's wife is all oh, right. That was Mike's yeah. wife. Yeah, we yeah, did swap yeah, exactly. wives at one point, but that didn't yeah, go. Yeah, but that didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember that. I remember Middle that. Move countries. It was all a little bit, you know. Because yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking for someone who who has a little bit more experience in this kind of Harry Potter stuff than uh, oh, than so I do. Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So the game is it? They managed, so they, they pretty much bullified um, and, and added magic to bully. It's pretty much bully oh. the game. It's not Grand Theft Auto-esque where you can just run wow. around and, and cause harm, but okay. they definitely created a world set pretty much around the Harry Potter world. So every, a lot of interaction, you can murder people, you can. Um, I actually did see somebody, <laughs> you can interact and you can be a bully essentially in the game with magic. So they, there was somebody who actually was doing spells on random cats. And like flying them across the the hallway. Is it just? Are you just messing about, or the like quests? Like yeah. what kind of what style of game is it? Okay, it's it's a lot like um, the, the Witcher GTA style. style. Yeah, no, it's more like Witcher, where oh, you kind of like are. It's more like the journey ish, walking around and interacting. It's not really about the combat. The combat is fun. 
it's all button mashing and, and building spells. Um, nice. But yeah, it's set around the world of Harry Potter, so it, it's really cool. Um, I haven't really gotten very deep into it. I'm like three hours in. Um, mm. I ordered a new laptop. My laptop kind of died on me, so I'm kind of waiting for my replacement before uh, my charger just fell, too. So I go ahead and break my laptop even more. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So once my computer gets here, I, I definitely plan on playing it more. But yeah, they just build a world around Harry Potter. Wow. And, nice. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. No, that sounds good. Just, I was just wondering. It's a unique it was, story, which is cool, right? So if you're a fan of it, you have read the books, you don't have to really read the books. It's set on the world of it. So if you're a fan of the world or want to get into it and you have read the books, then you can see art pieces or set pieces from the books and be like, oh, like this bathroom has the Chamber of Secrets like in the movies, but in the game, it doesn't do anything at the moment. So right. things uh, like that. I, I might read the books then first. Like they're fun. They're, they're That's the fun thing. Books. I haven't read the books. I made it halfway through one of the films with an old, like an ex-girlfriend, and that's about it. I like I. I just have no Harry Potter knowledge whatsoever. Oh, it's one of those. You things. guys are trying to get me into controversial opinions here, but I think the movies are better than the books. I love the books. Ooh, really? But I, I, yeah, yeah. No, Daniel Radcliffe is dope in that, and I, every single person in that. It's it's cool seeing them like grow up throughout the movies. I, I think there's something to that seeing the actors mm. grow through the movies you get more connected to it rather in the books you're you're described all those changes it's much more personal personal in, in the movies honestly yeah well i remember what, what's hermione her name and yeah, she's yeah, all over Watson. the web mm. <laughs> oh yeah yeah she yeah she dominated <laughs> some, yeah. some dudes really got into the whole hermione thing oh, i don't yeah. know yeah, uh, it's yeah. one of those things but anyway we'll uh, leave hermione to the side for now uh and hogwarts our way out of here i suppose the race now begins because will the will the PSVR 2 show up and be with me by our next podcast on February mm. 25th or not? If we suddenly <laughs> cough, cough, uh, call in sick and you see me streaming on the PSVR 2, then, uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe go easy on old Zim. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a good weekend, lads. That was fun. All right. Take care. All right.